Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is gonna be episode 66 of the Shoot That Shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, founder, creator, all that good stuff. And we're here for episode 66 of the STS podcast. Want to give a big shout out to everybody who listened to episode 65 with my guy, Mike. Really um, great uh, interactive conversation with my childhood friend. It was really fun. I got some good numbers, too. Mike's a popular guy. So I want to give a big shout out to Mike for coming on. And um, he really enjoys his experience. So as long as um, you know the guests are enjoying the experience, I'm sure the listeners will, too. So we'll definitely have Mike back soon. Make sure you guys check us out at Twitter and Instagram at the STS Podcast 661. And um, all your Shoot the Shit merchandise. We still have STS shirts, DJ EC3 shirts, whatever you guys want. We definitely have that for you guys. We have hoodies, sweaters, limited um, EC3 uh, homie logos. We got all that good stuff. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find your favorite podcast at. We are definitely there. And I want to thank everybody um, who's returning, all the returning listeners. This show is nothing without you guys. Without the returning listeners, um, we're not going to get any numbers. And because of the returning listeners, we have new listeners also. So, again, my name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast today. This is going to be episode 66. And episode 66 of the podcast is actually brought to you by our sponsor, American Income Life. They actually have two position two positions available right now in sales and management, and we all a lot of us are actually experiencing the um, luxury of working from home, and you're gonna get full time benefits with American Income Life, and you could potentially earn sixty five to hundred k in one year. This isn't a fable, yo. This is the truth. Make sure you guys contact American Income Life. Robert Espinosa is the owner of um, this establishment here, and you guys could contact them via DM at Lord underscore rob 0713 again they were looking for two positions right now in sales and management the compensation the incentives are up the wall if you guys are you know good salesmen good pinchmen definitely contact american income life i want to thank them for sponsoring my podcast today anytime we get a sponsor especially a local sponsor it really means the world to me it means um you know they believe in what we have going on at the sts podcast and i know one person who believes in what we got going on today is my guest, my guy Sal. Can I say Sunny Rose? Of AKA course. Sunny Rose, my guy. <laughs> of course. Bro, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Took us a while to get set up, man, but we're here now. Yes, sir. Um, this is highly anticipated just because we've been talking about this forever. Right, right. And I'm glad we're here, bro. Yes, Thank sir. you for having me at your at your crib. It's yeah. it's beautiful. We outside by the pool. It's nice. I love it. This is a mobile setup. I've never been outside doing a podcast. This is different, man. So I'm glad it's with you, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming out, man. I got to take advantage of this weather. And the, I've never thought that January would be, you know, warm and sunny out here. So it, it's a good look. This is Cali all the way, my yes, guy. Yes, sir. So let me just give you a quick intro. Um, I've known you since I was like 15 years old. Yeah. And I think two memories that really stick out to me. When I first met you, we first linked up. Uh, we won't even say his name, but we was at a music video, 
And that's when I really, really got acquainted with you. Yeah. Became always. Remember, it was at a skate park at Beach Park. Yeah, remember yeah, that, I remember bro? that. Yeah, that was nuts. That I was cr- that, that was crazy. And I think the other moment is actually a few. Remember when there was a diss song out, and they oh, met, and they man. mentioned uh, me and you and yeah. whoever else we were with. Yeah. I was honored to be a part of that, though. Yeah, we had to take care of that, though. You that know was how that, goes. that was fun, my guy. That yeah. was fun times in the Old field. Times. That was that was before I was a dad. So yeah, dude. You know, we had to take care of that the way I had to get taken care of, but. That's old, I was old honored thing. to be mentioned with you guys, though. I was glad I uh, somebody somebody thought I was on with your with you guys. Just just to be mentioned, you guys' name, this song or now, take as a compliment. I'm doing something right. Yeah, that's that's a, a wild sound. That was the MySpace era. That was the <laughs> dude. That was the MySpace era, my guy. It's been so long, dude. But time's flying by so fast, man. And I'm really I've never told you this, but I really appreciate you, my guy. You there's been times. Um, doesn't matter if I was DJing, podcasting, rapping, just being a man. Yeah. You've been there to tell you I'm proud of you or you keep grinding I see you absolutely man I'm proud of everything you've done man because like I said I met you when you were super young and uh, even back then like um, when you were coming around with Chris and we were over at Sleep's house and you were just very cool and um I remember you were super paranoid the first time we were at the house. Yeah, bro. I think you thought like we was gonna jump you or something. My God, because <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, never told this story in the podcast before, but yeah, I remember this is when I was like fourteen years old. I was a freshman at Foothill, trying to promote music at the time, and yeah. I never been to a. This is my first time at a studio, mm-hmm. and you know, you guys were super nice to me. And I was, I was blown. I was just smoking weed and just never had that before. Like right. just some, the, that hospitality. I was like. These guys are gonna rob me or something? Like, what yeah, the hell no, is this? Man, I think, uh, you know, we've always made really good decisions on the people that we have around us, and and we trust their judgment. So when you came with Chris, uh, shout out to my brother Nutso. So, um, you know, we figured Chris is a brother, so if he brings Ernie with him, then that means you know Ernie's good money. So that's that's what we had. Definitely, bro. And that was that was so long ago, man. But it, that was the beginning of really this this love for music, man. And yeah. And when I was looking at you and what you were doing at the time, it was like, you know, there's Latino rappers, right? Yeah. But there's always that that stigma, that category they're in. Yeah. And you broke that, in my opinion. Yeah. It wasn't about the the usual cholos right. and, you know, you know just that, that slang, that Mexican slang. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. It was more MC. You were yeah. paying homage to the culture, paying homage to the art. Yeah. And I always appreciate that, bro. Oh, that's what's kind of like, I want, I need to do that. That's how we separate ourselves from yeah. these guys. And which is cool. Do that, yeah. you know, our you know our Latino roots, we love doing that. We like to pay homage, but Absolutely. it was bigger than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, I think that was one of the biggest, like, aspects for me when I wanted to move forward doing music. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done music in f- so long, but I'm always going to be an artist just the same way you are. You may not put out music lyrically, but you're being artistic with your podcast. Definitely. Being artistic with your DJing. You're still a part of the culture. Definitely. And that, that's kind of why I see myself out, you know, me being older and... And I'm just more supportive towards anything, like even stuff that I don't feel relates to me. Mm-hmm. I still support it because I know at one time, you know, when we grew up listening to Nas, Most Def, and, you know, the whole Lyricist Lounge, Ruckus Records area, my older brothers that grew up on DJ Quick and Ice Cube mm-hmm. and the late 80s, early 90s, they were like, what the fuck is that? Like, mm-hmm. what's these Timberland boots and Carl Canai? Like, Straight we don't wear East that. coasting over here, yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's why, like... Um, when I started doing music, l- lyrically was so important that I was 
at least holding my weight to the best of my capabilities mm-hmm. because I knew I'm always going to be looked at different just because I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. That, that was one of the biggest aspects. And I think at the time, this is a throwback, bro. You know, the only one who was really popping that was our skin besides like Little Rob was yeah. Omar Cruz. Oh, yeah. You I remember don't, Omar yeah, Cruz? I remember Omar Cruz at Interscope and um, his manager, Lulu, and, and shout out to my, my brother, uh, Steve-O. Um, he actually had connections with them. So during that whole time, like in the mid-2000s, I had access to a lot of Omar shit before it came out through Steve-O because he knew Lulu and Lulu who works with Pusha T and them. Like, Steve-O Calderon? Yeah. That's yeah, my that's, guy. Well, his brother dog. is my guy. That's my dog. Okay. Yeah, okay. Steve's, dog, Steve's so. cool. We were in fantasy football together. Yeah. I didn't know he, I knew, I knew he was messing like with Slim the Mobster and all that yeah. stuff back in the day. Yeah. And he had some, even before Nipsey passed, he yeah. was telling, there was a lot yeah, of things going on with that too. Yeah. yeah. I respect, I did not know you guys were cool. That's cool. Oh no, yeah. Steve was, that's my big bro, man. We, we stayed talking shit and you know me, I, I'm always, I, I can give it just like I say. So there'll be times when we don't talk for a couple of months, but. He'll just hit me up like, yo, what's up, fam? We just start talking shit. Definitely. But that's my big brother. He put me on a lot of game. I don't even think he knew he was teaching me. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just soaking it up the more I was around him or the few times that I would talk to him. He would always tell me what he had going on with, like, topic. and The, the topic was, yeah, yeah I remember, um, man, he, I have a rare topic poster somewhere in my room dude that yeah. was just that was the guy back then yeah for sure. him scheme all these guys were coming up at that time that it was whole crazy. dj ski crew like in the mid 2000s was popular. wild yeah your boy all of them yeah definitely and that's kind of and honest that's how i looked at you nutso sleep i was so young and i i knew the only i was like i wish i knew some things back then but one thing i knew was i was lucky to be in the position yeah i was lucky like i'm soaking in game i was literally People probably won't believe it, but I was quiet in the corner just observing. Yeah. And after I was telling you, like, with podcasting and, like, mm-hmm. DJing, this is being in the studio when I was a kid with you yeah. guys, just learning etiquette, just learning what um, what sounds good, what doesn't sound good. It yeah. comes a lot from that, my guy. It builds on that. Yeah. I built my whole – that was the foundation of my love for music. I knew I loved music, and I think that's why Chris brought me around because he knew, hey, this shit – I was just telling hey, this sounds cool. Like, I like this. Let me help you out. Let's push it. I knew some people. Yeah. And it's kind of just manifested since then, bro. But That's dope, man. Like, I, I think that's super cool, man, because like I said, I, I well, you were super quiet back then, but, like, one thing we always noticed is you were humble. Like, and I don't mean this, like, in a bad way, but you were the type of dude that we, we'd have, you know, seven, ten people in the studio, and you'd be like, yo, is anybody hungry? Mm-hmm. Anybody want something from the store? Mm-hmm. Anybody need something to go eat? When a normal person's like, fuck that, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, bro. I but, knew the position but, I was but in. But that was, we appreciated that, and we never even sent you that, but the fact that you were so willing to kind of be like, yo, man, I'm here if you guys need anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that showed a lot to me. I'm like, yo, I like this kid, man. It's because it's really cool because me personally, I don't know if I would have done that. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't know if I had that dumbass rapper chip on my shoulder type shit mm-hmm. where I feel like, yo, I got to be the dopest dude. I got to dress this way. I got to act this way. and. I can't let nobody try to punk me, which is stupid looking back on it, of course. We're but, young. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I appreciated that, and I kind of learned that from you mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, shit. Like, I remember EC was doing this back in the day, and it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, you, I you would. develop friendships that People way. would tell me, like, why are you doing that for? Like, no, nah, bro, I'm not. they're not using me. This is right. just paying my dues. Yeah. Like, I want to be. This is the life I want, and I'm yeah. just. You have to be that guy in the background sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think K-Dot was J-Rock's boy for a long time. <laughs> just in the background, no one knew who he was. No yeah. one knew he was going to be one of the best MCs ever. Never. And I just knew um, at that time just playing my role and just linking up and 
I think after a while, after the years, bro, kind of just did my own thing. We became friends, though. We mm-hmm. were just more than acquaintances, and I appreciate that yeah, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, we brothers. Just like the last time, you know, the last time we actually, I, I was at your pad, bro, was when so before Sophia was born. Right. Yeah. At the baby shower. Yeah. That was great. That was awesome. That's yeah. when I was like, okay, this is cool. This no, is this kind is of family, it was family. It was yeah. friendship, and I really appreciate that, my guy. No, and, me and B definitely appreciate you always. Sending that text message or, or whether it's my birthday or the holidays. and We appreciate that, man, because, like, it just shows a lot. Because, you know, life and everybody moves in their own directions, which is fun. And fast. Yeah, it's fun. And it's never, like, no hard feelings or whatever. It's just life sometimes takes old friends and acquaintances to different paths, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just to get, like, that random, yo, man, I hope you're doing good, like, that's ill. Like, like, I think it's dope because I'm like, man, like, Showing a lot because you don't have to do that. I, I try. I want to maintain all my yeah. friendships, dude. Like yeah. I know we we always don't see each other, and not, not just you. A lot of my friends just like yo, I'm gonna reach out. Just no, I think about you. Like I hope you're doing well. Yeah, no. Seeing so. you become a father, a husband, yeah. bro. That's been from where we started in that yeah. little studio at Sleep's House till now. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's a long road, man. It's been a lot of trials and tribulations and heartbreaks and struggles and sacrifices and. You know, I took my L's, but I took my W's the same way. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of keep pushing forward. You know, mm-hmm. don't celebrate the wins and don't really stress too much on the losses. Just kind of say, yo, I just got to make it to the next morning. The next morning is a new blank statement. It's a new day. Mm-hmm. Try to make it better, man. And try to work on myself, like, as far as not holding grudges towards things that are out of my control. Because I think that's a big, um, like, it holds us back a little bit, I think, not only as men, but especially, like, Latino men for some reason Yes Like That's like the oldest Theory Like a Mexican family Will Be as distant As you allow them to be Mm -hmm. And Like uh, Unfortunately like Tension arises Just because you haven't spoken To your cousin in five years I'm going through that right now Yeah It's 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 a simple conversation Yeah I tell that I tell that to my siblings I won't call them out But have you texted the person? Called them. Right. Get down where you're mad at. Let them know. It's don't, we're all human. We could take the then take the get, ass chewing get, or take the, the whole. Well, they haven't called me, so I'm not gonna call them. That's all ego, bro. Yeah, Try to sure. do everything without ego. Even like even with DJing, you know, it's, you know how it is too. It's it's like yeah. we were just talking about earlier. The good thing about podcasting, there's not a crab mentality. We're right. not trying to knock people down from the top. We were just talking about you possibly doing a pod and yeah. do whatever I could do to help you. I'm not saying that just because we're on the pod. Yeah, no, I, I, I could you. do to help that you. That was bro. the first thing when I said, "Yeah, I want to see the setup." Because there's sometimes when I watch something on TV and or I watch a movie, and I'm like, "Yo, if I had a podcast, I would jump on this motherfucker right now and give mm-hmm. a breakdown." But I'm like, "Man, I got to book a studio. Oh, I don't got availability till next week." By the time I jump in that motherfucker, that whole Hot topic is not even a hot topic, and no it's more. the way, the way the world is. We right. got to hit now. We got to yeah. hit now. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to do now, I guess, with mine, I'm just trying to do stuff with people I I respect and care about and just have a history with. Yeah. For if sure. I get the special interview, if I get the glasses interview, yeah. cool. That's right. I'm, I'm with that. But um, that's not going to be the foundation of my podcast. I want it to be genuine. I want it to be like it is now, just organic conversations, yeah. and we're just just shooting the shit. That's essentially what this right. is: shooting the shit right. podcast. So. Um, so you know, I know we just had this conversation the other day about rappers in the field now that yeah. we're kind of looking forward to listening Supporting, to more. Yeah, Jay Vuitton. That's my dog, man. Like I've I've never met the dude personally, but um, I you know, like I said, I keep my ear to the street as best as I can, and um, I had just seen some videos floating on my timeline, and I'm like, oh, who did, who this dude? And then once I talked to my brother after, 
Shout out to my brother after. Shout out to after. Um, Vet. Yeah, for sure. And um, he was just like, yo, that, that, that dude nice. And then I was just, I tapped onto his page and I was like, yo, this dude got some shit. And then he put out that one song, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. The, really, the $9 for the... Yeah, that yeah. shit was crazy. And then, um, you know, just super, like, just tapped in with him. And, and I'm not the type of dude, like, if I feel something and I like it, I give it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't no, like, secret rooting for somebody. Like, no, definitely, bro. Nah, like, if I like some shit, I'm going to repost it. Like, and I'm going to I'm gonna DM the person, like, yo, man, keep doing your shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm super proud. I'm excited to see what he does. Is that something that we kind of learned, too? Because I feel like I'm the same way. I'm always going to give it up. Especially to the younger generation, just right. like you did with me, yeah. is that something we feel like we have to do? Just because we know how it feels to kind of get dogged out by people, you know what I mean? I know, I had sneak haters. I had yeah. people trying to get close, but they were really hating. You know what I mean? Especially with the rapping thing. I think rappers are more. It's a competition. Yeah, we're all trying to be the num- we're all trying to be number one, no right. matter what we say. Mm-hmm. Like I think, is that something that you feel like you got to get back to the game a little bit? Not not only that because like I said I'm I'm out of the game per se like mm-hmm. as far as me putting out music but like I said I still love it and I still study it and when I listen to something I still listen to it from an aspect of someone who does the same thing mm-hmm. like break down bars and how they construct them and how they set up punchlines the and science of it dude yeah that that's that's what I love the most about music mm-hmm. and the thing that I miss the most about being an artist is being in the studio mm-hmm. doing shows was cool being at video shoes the the, the parties and the club for, for events, those are cool, but the thing that I loved the most was being in a studio until 3 in the morning trying to lay down the same fucking verse. 45 times. Yeah, 45 yeah. times, or, or just leaving the booth and you see the engineer and you see one of your boys and, you know, not having the yes men where they're going to critique you on your shit. Yes, bro. But back to your question on as far as paying it back, I think it all depends on the person because it's a whole different era. Like, someone who grew up in the 90s as far as being active when they were passing out demos mm-hmm. they're a lot more aggressive because during that era in the 90s you had not only did you have gang banging crews you had tagging crews mm-hmm. you had b-boy crews mm-hmm. you had dj crews you had mc crews so you had all the elements mm-hmm. out there that you had to physically pass out cds or demo tapes and they just throw that shit yeah definitely frisbee yeah yeah the people that started doing music in the 2000s they start going more towards the MP3, you know, still passing out CDs, but at least there was visuals and online shit and mm-hmm. putting stuff up on your MySpace, Facebook, Twitter pages, SoundCloud. It's a whole different aspect. So I, I don't I don't know if it's something that people feel like they have to do towards a new artist, but I, I think it's something that's definitely appreciated mm-hmm. if it's genuine. Yeah, I think we should be genuine, bro. Like. I think everything's paying homage. In my opinion, everything's kind of just giving back to the game that taught us so much. Like, even now, like you said, not being an active artist, same thing as Mm. me. You know, I don't make music, but being in the studio the last Mm. couple times with just the young guys Mm. and not being a yes man. And I tell them, too, like, you want me in there? I'm not going to tell you what to rap. I'm going to tell you, hey, you should try this, try that. Things that I know. I don't have the talent you have, Mm. but I think I have the game that I could give you and we could take it to the next level. It's been really satisfying, dude. Like I, it's bittersweet too, cause you know once you're in there, it's like you know you see the young kids yeah, ball. Like sure. damn, I'm not balling no more, but right. like help them. Yeah. And dude, it's it's been honestly, it's been cool, Sonny. It's like the stuff I wish someone would have told me. Right. Just because you know how it is, but some some guys are stingy with the yeah. knowledge and. Yeah. 
just um it's been good dude it's been really good just explaining what you know how the levels are with the mastering why mm-hmm. things don't sound the way they sound yeah. maybe if you punch in this way or you you know maybe you should the emphasis on your voice right. just things that i learned and it's beautiful to give back dude now that you know we're getting older i think it's really important to give back to especially mm-hmm. i want field rappers to win dude yeah. it's really important For i think sure. and we're getting the spotlight on us sh- you know we got some guys right now with my guy yeah. joe mayers right now yeah. he's nice. top 10 right now nice. and I, and that's good. We need that. Yeah. I think back in the day, I, and then you lived through this. It was oh. kind of like it was a crab mentality. Oh, Everybody sure. was kind of sneak dissing. Everybody was kind of hitting on the fighting. next man, clicking. Everybody was yeah. clicking up. It's no, no need for that. It was raw. It, it was raw, man. Like it was like some real fights going on, like over some petty <sighs> shit, stupid shit, bro. And, like it got to the point where certain things escalated. Where it's still to this day, dudes yeah. are, are, are grandparents, damn near, and they still don't fuck with each other. Over some shit from 2002. I'm in the same boat, my guy. Yeah. I think we had some conversations about some yeah. guys. We don't. I don't. They don't feel me. I don't feel them. Right. And it was miscommunication. Yeah. As a man, I could say, yeah, yeah. I fucked up because I was just assuming, mm-hmm. and I was just woofing at the mouth, right. and I thought I was tough. Yeah. But as a grown man now, I'm like that wasn't right. That wasn't right of me. Yeah. It wasn't cool to do it. that. It's all part of it, though, man. Like I think the biggest thing is just like trying to, like, admit where you're wrong on certain shit, but at the same time, like, don't be a punk about shit either. Like. Mm-hmm. You have to meet somebody halfway. Like, I'm always willing to apologize over something that I'm ready to get over, but I'm not going to keep apologizing to someone that doesn't want to accept it. Definitely. I'll be like, if you don't want to do that, that, that's fine. I wish you the best, but just... I don't want to beg anybody for anything. I can't. Yeah, that's one thing I won't do. Like, I I can say my part. Here it is. This is where I stand. If you don't feel that way, I can't really change your mind. It's like, we got to control what we can control. And and I think that was always one of my biggest flaws is being too honest sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Where... People look at you like, oh, he's a high, he's a hothead or he's a dickhead or, or whatever. It was never that. It was just I didn't. I I, I feel like I got a pretty good radar on bullshit. Mm-hmm. So if I felt you were trying to play me or if there was some disrespect, I would call you out on it. You would. I'm not trying to take it to ten. You know, like see if there's like the level from one to ten. I'm not trying to take it from ten off the rip. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know like what's the issue? Why? How do we get through it? And what's next? Exactly. But if I do that, and the first thing you're like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm going to take it to 10, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that's the part. Like, you could attest to that. Like, I was, I've been known to do that. And it's not even on, like, on a tough guy shit. It was just, I think, me being stubborn to a certain extent. And uh, and I'm not like that no more. Because, yeah. like, before, I don't, I won't put the energy into something if it's not going to give it back to me. Definitely. Like, if, it's, if, you're, if you're not on some positive shit moving forward, then... Man, I wish you the best, man. And I think that's another thing. I was appreciative. I knew how you got down. You didn't get down with a lot. You didn't trust a lot of people, yeah. and that's cool. Especially in, in music, it's, you can't trust anybody, nah, dude. And, and, and it's not, you know, it's not like we're at that level, but still, we got to operate like you can't just get in, get in the circle. Right. You're not. You can't just think you're my guy. Yeah. I think nowadays everybody's little bro, big bro, my guy. Yeah. But is yeah. he really your guy? Right. I, I think you got to kind of gauge everybody different, man, because the most foolish thing you could do is expect someone to do something for you that they've never been asked to definitely like you can't ask somebody who's not tough to be tough for you mm-hmm. you're asking too much mm-hmm. and that's going to put the person that you're requesting that from to be in a fucked up situation mm-hmm. that you may not be able to help them out eventually mm-hmm. so i think you have to kind of gauge like what's loyalty to you who's loyal to you i, I gotta make sure i'm on 10 toes for this person at all times because i know they would do the same for me mm-hmm. uh, but somebody else that you don't feel is going to be in the same area then it's okay to just be casual with them. Like you mm-hmm. could, it's, the biggest thing is, I wish I was more, like, um, receiving towards acquaintances. Yes. You know, like developing them. Mm-hmm. 
before I was networking, like, I guess yeah, you exactly, say networking. Exactly. Yeah, Perfect word. I hated that word back then because I was like, man, that sounds like some dick around and shit. You yeah. know, like, I ain't going over there just to shake everybody's hand and introduce myself. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. That was a mistake that I made. Mm-hmm. And it, I wasn't going in disrespecting somebody, but I, I was going in rooms like, well, they ain't talking to me. I ain't if they ain't gonna approach to me, I ain't approaching yeah. them. No, I, I, that's something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a mistake. Yeah, I, I learned, I learned that too the hard way, bro. I think that's something I learned as a kid: say hi to everybody, especially in a realm that I wasn't a master at. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm cool with everybody. But yeah, I get it, though. Sometimes you know when you have that chip on your shoulder, mm-hmm. what y'all gonna do for me? Fuck y'all. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. That's the crazy part. Where I feel like naturally, I'm a very outgoing person mm-hmm. like I could walk into a room and I could talk to anybody mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat every woman with the respect that I treat my mothers and my sisters mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat every dude in there like I treat my brothers and my friends and I'm gonna just keep it pushing but for some reason for the hip-hop aspect of it I don't know why I was naturally like that <laughs> or whatever and um it was stupid but at the same time like it's a learning experience because I'm not like that no more. Yeah, definitely, bro. Yeah. I just think it, just the way we're cut too, man. We know what it was. Like we knew someone was always trying to take our spot. Absolutely. And it, it I feel, and you know what? I kind of now I'm accepting that this spot ain't forever. Like I've been yeah. saying this the last couple of pods. Like I know the flame's not going to be lit forever. Right. Like not even with pocket. Like DJing right now. Mm-hmm. DJing is it's, it's kind of the same game as hip hop. It is. I just stay. I learn how to stay low though. Just stay yeah. away from. Just being, I don't want to be a part of a DJ clique. That's just problems for me. Like right. we could show love. I want to. I'll show you love. I got. I want you to win, but I'm just not. I learned from my rap mistakes. Yeah. Just getting too close to people, doing favors for people who ain't gonna do favors for me. Right. I'm like, eh, and they're not giving me the game. Like I can just learn the game by myself. We have the internet now. We got other resources. It wasn't like that back in the day. Nah, like you said, know. we were passing out demos. I yeah. was passing out CDs when I was 18. Now, and we didn't want an MP3 file. How the hell am I supposed yeah. to get up the on my lap? Yeah. yeah, we don't. I can't with a thumb drive. Right. And now it's just a click of a button, bro. Right. Isn't that crazy? How the, the games evolve. It's Maybe saturated a little bit because yeah, anybody yeah. could. We could make a song right now with this with this fucking equipment. Setup, yeah. Anybody could rap now, dude. Right. But it's a beautiful thing to see the art and the, like we're we're students of the game just to mm. see it blossom and everybody's making money now. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm, yeah, there's a lot of money in the game right now, and the, I think the quality has kind of suffered from that mm-hmm. because you see dudes that like. The quality, like, I don't know if they do it on purpose. It just sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Like, sonically, like, it's, like, distorted. The vocals are super loud. Like, I'm like, yo, is this, like, for real? This is, like, rushed. Yeah, it's rushed, I'm like, bro. is this for real? Definitely. But then two, three days later, you see the same artist po- post a video of them at their concert, and they got thousands of people going nuts to their shit. And I'm like, yo, I must got this wrong because that would have never like that that shit wouldn't fly that was a rough mix yeah like you, know you don't what I'm even play shit like that for people back then yes definitely. these motherfuckers are putting it out yeah like this is the joint and um and that, that's the part where i i don't know like i'm very big into collecting vinyl right now mm-hmm. and i'm going into like collecting like my favorite albums growing up mm-hmm. and you could just hear like fuck like i was listening to um the most deaf black on both sides album this Classic. morning Right, and I was just like, damn, like when Mathematics dropped the DJ Premier beat, and I'm just like, god damn, like you could just hear everything was so perfect. Yeah, I was saying it's perfection yeah, in a lot of those I was albums, like, damn, bro. Like, you appreciate it a lot more when nowadays you hear some shit like, um, for instance, who's this dude, uh, Playboy Cardi? Yeah, I try to listen to the album because I'm like, why is this so like anticipated? Yeah, it's it's hot right now. Yeah, and I was like, 
yo, like I heard the first track. I'm like, what the fuck? I felt like my speakers was fucking up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, that's the way it sounds. And then mm-hmm. I get it. And I just got to kind of take the L. Like, oh, that's not for me. I don't think, like I said, the game saturates to the point to recording doesn't, doesn't matter what you sound like. Just get it on wax and say something. Every beat, and I'm no diss him. Everybody kind of sound the same right, right now. Everybody's yeah. trying to. Everybody has this formula they're following, yeah, and it's playlist style. and just in and out. They're just playing whatever sounds good, and it, it's interesting, man. I think it's um, but I I'm not mad because they're getting money. One not thing I hell, wish bro. I wish I could say back in the day, I wish I was more business savvy. Yeah, I wasn't business savvy. Had no idea I could get what I was worth. I didn't right. know what I was worth either. Yeah. So, but that's the, I think what kind of scares me too, man. Like as a DJ, I gotta filter through a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it's hard to find a hit. A timeless hit. My thing is, I I know when there's a timeless hit, but right. it's so hard to find that now. Everybody sounds the same, and just being in the studio recently, you see how you know. And there's no knock; mm-hmm. they just write it here, yeah. record it, right. it's going to the next one. Yeah, I don't think, but I'm, that's not the way I was taught no. to do it. <laughs> no. We're gonna write, and it has. That's why I was telling my guys too. This is cool what y'all doing. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. Eventually, we have to get a formula though. Right. We're gonna have to start writing. About a specific topic yeah. We're gonna have to do Some real songwriting here Some real English shit Like you have to have The premise And you have to have The middle And you have to have The ending And yes. you have to stay On topic the whole time And you have to have uh, B-sides to choruses And, and certain bridges and Even if you That's why I was telling Maybe implement a bridge That's yeah. what the, I wasn't really That wasn't right. my strongest point yeah. I didn't understand the game And it's just You know these young kids They're just in and out You know what I mean yeah. In and out bro And it's I, I, I don't I don't mind it, man. Just the game's evolving. I think that's just the evolution of yeah. the game. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the biggest part is like people just kind of enjoying it, but I don't feel like they take it as far as being like a craftsman. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the craftsmanship of writing a verse. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever watch the documentary, The 16 Bars? Mm-mm. It's like, it's probably 2005, 2006, but it has like Rock Him on there and Big Daddy Kane, and they just break down like bars mm-hmm. or whatever. And how one of the biggest reasons why Big Daddy Kane was such a big artist and it was like either you were a Kane or a Rakim fan. Mm-hmm. But one of the main reasons is Kane was rhyming in between the bars. Yeah. You know, like so it was like, yeah, it was a compound rap. You see, Kendrick does that a lot. Yes. Cole does that a lot. Yes. Reason does that a lot. A lot of the rappers that stand out, you could tell they were brought up on a different school, man. Mm-hmm. It's still a competition yeah, in them, bro. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mac Miller was really good at that, too. Even though I wasn't a, a rest in peace Mac Miller, um, I wasn't that big of a Mac Miller fan. I don't want to say a fan. I just wasn't tuned into it. I was mm-hmm. listening to some other shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you give me a choice to listen to Nipsey Hussle and Mac Miller, I'm listening to Nipsey. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just home team California shit. Mm-hmm. And I think Nipsey was so critical towards the new generation of rappers on knowing their worth now. Yes. Like, he showed them you could sell a CD for $100 if you present your shit to be worth $100. Mm-hmm. Don't give me no Sharpie on a CD say this is worth $100. Mm-hmm. No, I need to see the full campaign. And Like I said, I buy sneakers and clothes and shit that I don't even wear mm-hmm. just because I like the campaign sometimes. So it's not that people are not willing to spend the money. It's if they believe in the product that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I wish these young guys need to understand marketing is everything. Yeah. The way you promote yourself, the way it's you market free. yourself. It's, it's yeah, free. especially in this world, yeah, dude. It's free. You could do so much. It doesn't. It doesn't. It used to be like you need Photoshop. Yeah. You need this. You need to pay a top notch. You need to get the Mac. You could do this on any type yeah. of equipment you have, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the beauty, but also the downfall of it too, because you got people that don't utilize all the tools that they have at their disposal mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay to pay the person who could do the video editing 
it's it's okay to pay the right photographer instead of your homie doing a photo shoot because that's going to set you apart from every other artist doing that. Mm-hmm. So if there's 10 artists that are putting out a project and 9 out of 10 of them are taking shortcuts, they're mixing and mastering on themselves, they're producing their own music, they're doing their own photo shoots, they're putting out their own videos. Mm-hmm. If you do it the right way, you hire the photographer, you hire the video director, you hire a marketing um, um, person or like a publicist. Mm-hmm. Not to say a publicist because that's over the top, but someone that knows how to utilize your product and put it out to masses. That Definitely. just means more people than are in your circle. Yes. So if you have outside circle, your zip code, yeah, exactly. So exactly. if you have a following of three hundred people, don't be ashamed that you have a following of three hundred people. Mm-hmm. You know, appreciate every one of those three hundred people mm-hmm. because. Like I had the analogy earlier, if you throw a birthday dinner and it has 100 people there, that's a beautiful birthday dinner. Yeah, that's dinner. a great turnout. That's a great turnout. Mm-hmm. So if you were to throw a show and 50 people showed up, that's still a great turnout. Mm-hmm. It's the people that do one of those and they won't do the second one like, oh, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, definitely. Nah, fuck that. Nah, I I am tired of doing small shows. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you just did one. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> There's no patience in the game. There's either, no bro. patience. Everybody definitely. wants to be a star without putting the work in. And like I said, I know my limitations. My limitations on what I think I fell short was I felt I was good enough lyrically, but as far as putting the work in, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the, I'm going to bring down a cool little story, right? So this was like 2014, 2015. It was Super Bowl weekend. Um, We had went to Miami or whatever. Um, No, it was actually the week before Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had went to Miami just just to kind of go or whatever, it was just me and the boys or whatever. And we went, and um, we went with Sleep and a couple of his friends that he already knew over there. It was a cool little weekend getaway, and um, he introduced me to his boy, Simba, mm-hmm. who's from the Bay, right? Shout out to him. Great album. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my guy. Great yes. album. Yes. Right? Shout out to Simba, man. I'm proud, I'm proud of you so much, bro. Um, I never knew him. I never met him. I never heard him rap, nothing. Mm-hmm. He was just a younger dude. From the Bay, cool dude, like just a cool ass dude. Well, Sleep plays me his intro off as like one of his tapes, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Isn't that a beautiful feeling? Yeah, I love no, that feeling, no, bro. But like, it, you, I've heard dope artists, mm-hmm. but when you f- see someone that you know is gonna be, I'm like, yo, like what the fuck? Yeah. So. That was just the first time I had met him. Cool ass dude, cool as hell. Really like, uh, like respectful, humble. Mm-hmm. And this is someone who you already knew was going places. Mm-hmm. So I already knew he was going places. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, fast forward, we get back to Miami. I'm working on my SR three project that never came out because it. Sleep had did this one track, or maybe it was Rel, one of them two. Shout out to Rel, um, and it was like some, it was a specific track that they wanted done mm-hmm. you know like a storyline or whatever mm-hmm. this goes back to me not putting the work in or whatever mm-hmm. i just didn't do it well two days later sleeps playing records and he plays me the the record mm-hmm. and Simba's on it mm-hmm. and it's like a fucking story to the t mm-hmm. and i'm like yo i can't compete with dudes like this mm-hmm. because this dude is willing to die for this mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's what separates them honestly yeah and that's, that, that's makes- like i said that's me being honest and like yo like I want to go back to the crib. I want to chill. I want to be with my girl. I'm cool with this rap shit if it's cool with me. Definitely. It can't be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not willing to sacrifice and die for that shit, like, 
I know people that were out there from fucking Atlanta in LA with no money in their pocket, mm-hmm. just out there, like in the studio every day, wearing the same clothes, jumping on any songs that they can just be in the studio, like, oh, I don't want no credit. I just want to be in there. Mm-hmm. They're networking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what are these dudes doing out here? Exactly. That's my dumbass. Uh-huh. Like, that's my dumbass. I'm like, what are they doing here? Uh-huh. But then you look back. I'm like, yo, these dudes were all networking, mm-hmm. and now they're doing really well. They're yeah. they're paying their dues. So salute to them. Salute to somebody. He put out a great project. Hey man, when when you dropped it, I had to listen. Like, yeah. oh, because I remember I remember sleep working with right. him, and yeah. it's beautiful, man. Shout out to sleep. He's yeah. had. Um, yeah, man, I forgot the sleep, I forgot man. the group he's working with, but they did well this yeah. year in yeah. a pandemic. Thank God, everybody's yeah, doing man. well. Shout out and, to them, man. And again, shout out to sleep. Shout out to you. Just music mentors, dude. That I would have never knew. I would have been the. I was. I would have been. Lost. I wouldn't if I didn't have you guys. People don't understand how much being in the studio with y'all meant. Going with Chris to LA, right? And Chris at one time that was his life, yeah. and being in the studio for four days. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never done that. that telling was, my mom and dad, hey, that was never mine. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> like I'm telling. Imagine telling my mom and dad, hey, you know, I'm going with my guy from the school. Right. I'm a student. Like we're gonna go out four days to LA. Yeah. We'll see you guys in four days. Nah, and what the hell are you guys doing out there? Oh, we're just making music. Yeah. Let me listen to it. It doesn't work like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't work. You can't be in there halfway, man. And and that was the biggest thing where I was like, I love putting the work in. I just don't like putting that extra work in, which is the important work, which is networking. Mm-hmm. Going to the clubs every night, no matter what you got in your pocket, you gotta look like a star, you gotta treat yourself like a star and you gotta show motherfuckers that you the next up. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck all that. Fuck all that, yeah, definitely. Nah, and like I said, I bowed out gracefully like, yo, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I had a good run. I put out a couple tapes. Great tape. Hey, bro, not only smoke up your ass either. One of my family, my favorite tapes. I got those still, you know what Thank I mean? You, like, man. I love those. I, I, I always told you, too, I yeah. love I love them. Yeah. Like, they were, the voice, uh, the rhymes, the beats, it was, yeah. it was, dude, everything you had was always beautiful, my oh, guy. That's you, not man. me blowing smoke. That's just... You're my music mentor, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you taught me the game, and just seeing you in action yeah. was awesome, man. I like, appreciate that, man. We put a lot of work in for those, and, and I'm just proud that, like, because even to this day, I get a lot of people that still tell me that, and, mm-hmm. and that makes me feel good because I was like, man, like, I really regret leaving because one of the biggest mistakes I made was I left Bakersfield as soon as I put out SOA2. Mm-hmm. SOA2, I sold a couple hundred copies. I had about 14,000 downloads. Shout out to my boy Todd Jones. He had put it on his vlog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, it's up. Like, I'm thinking, like, it's up. I jump on a tour with the Alcoholics, and and, and we go to Arizona with my boy Orlando Fennison and Chuck Arias, and I do shows with Raekwon. I'm thinking, like, I had a run for that. DJ was- Chuck? Yeah, oh, Chuck that's, Arias. That's, that's my, my guy, yeah, bro. Big Chuck, Big Chuck. Dude, big Chuck used to DJ my dad's fucking house parties when he was like in high school. I, I just seen got, Chuck. He owns the store downtown. Yes, that's, that's my. Yeah, I just talked to him. Yeah, He's a good guy, bro. bro. That's my big brother. Man. Shout, shout to Chuck. Out to Chuck. Love just you, telling him too, like Chuck, do a podcast with me. Yeah, that, like we could just talk. That was the first thing when I when I when I do my podcast. I told him he's my first guest. Get because, him on, bro, please. Because he he came through the loud records era, you know, Beautiful. with Orlando. So like. With Steve Rifkin and the Wu Tang mm-hmm. and that whole ninety one through ninety eight, mm-hmm. you talking about Pun, Fat Joe, mm-hmm. Raekwon, every, and they told me stories about all of that. Tight, but I think my mistake was I left as soon as I got a little bit of buzz in town because mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is gonna transfer to L A. Yeah, not knowing that L A. is L A. Like there's wolves from all over the world in LA. Everybody, that's the, that's, that's our, the on the West Coast, yeah, it's the Mecca. It's the Mecca, not only that, too, but like, um, so 
my advice to anyone like Jay Vuitton or, or like Big Mike or, or, or John, like, man, just keep doing what you're doing. And people are going to fuck with you regardless of where you're from. Have you heard of that guy, Chuck? That's my cousin. Wow. Yeah. Shout out. He's a MC. That's my cousin. I like what he's doing. Yeah, my cousin Trying to Chuck, get him on the pod. We've been trying to get, just been scheduling conflict. Shout out to Chuck. Yeah, and, that's my cousin. And I'm going to be honest with you too, bro. And I'm sure you feel the same uh, way. It's hard to impress us. Yeah. We've heard every classic hip-hop album. That's the standards I put. Yeah. So when I hear somebody flowing, I'm like, Nah, Let me nice. hear this. Let he, me hear this. He's dumb nice. He's dumb nice. He's yeah, probably one of the best lyricists all the time. I'm like, yo, like, and and he, he got a lot of shit going on, and and he's way better than I was at that age. I, I've told that to everyone willing mm-hmm. to listen. Like, yo, oh, that's my cut. Yeah, I'm like, no, that motherfucker. Like, he could flow. <laughs> that's me on steroids at that age. Like, yeah, definitely. Nah, and like I said, I give it up. Like, if it was someone who was okay, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he cool. Yeah. No, that motherfucker. He could rap, bro. Dumb nice. And it's nice to see the, he pays homage, he writes. You could tell yeah, he takes his no, time. Craftsman, and man. that's cool. I think that's still cool to do. Take mm-hmm. your time. I think, but I think as a listener, too, at least a casual listener, yeah. they know what they're looking for. They want right. something catchy. But for us, I like bars. I like stories. I like good punchlines still. Yeah, I like yeah. the good, the harmonies. I like the melodies. I like all that shit still. And Chuck is one of the guys we definitely need yeah, to get up no, to. He, yeah, he. he there's so much talent out here, man, and I, I just wish the best for all of them, man. The biggest thing, if, like I said, I'm not telling nobody nothing. I'm just kind of throwing a little bar out there. Like, don't be so quick to expand out of your region. You know, look mm-hmm. at someone like Mozzie from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Mozzie's one of the best in California now. Mm-hmm. He didn't bounce out. He started making his shit. And mm-hmm. look, it just expanded. Definitely. Look at Nip. Definitely. Nip from Crenshaw, like... He wasn't trying to go and jump on Atlanta beats and New York beats. He was like, no, I'm, I'm from here. I'm going to make this sound my sound. Exactly. Same exactly. thing with the whole TDE click. Like, mm-hmm. We sound like how we sound. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, the talent is already there. So I support all of it's them. It's crazy, bro. This It's a small world in the music world, too. Super small. So like we say with Chuck, uh, my cousins are Nick and Eric. Mm-hmm. And... I knew what Baker they were. Boys. I knew I, what they were doing, but I didn't understand the impact they had. I was oh, I too. I, I was too young. I grew up in LA during that time when they were on there. So, like Dude. I said, like a lot of people don't even know how, how many records they produced. Yes, there's the grip pump yeah, and all exactly. that stuff, like, bro. Yes, like, you know, they were producers too. Like, yeah, you could tell. That's why I think having a DJ in the studio was always super important because, like. They know what rocks a crowd. Yes. So someone like a DJ tells you like how you were saying you was in the studio with a couple of artists, mm-hmm. like your input should matter a lot more than the homie in the back smoking weed. Because you're a person that rocks a party. Like you just say you played Doggy Dog World at a party. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's not a club record. It's but not, bro. If you feel the vibe is right, you know it's gonna go. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just we'll talk about that, but I was with the studio, you're right. I think my opinion is like I tell people, my opinion's not the center of the universe, right. but People, if you value it, that's cool. It, but I'm again, I'm kind of humbled. I'll be like, oh, that's I'm glad you guys enjoy. Yeah. But when people are like, yo, Ern, you know, you really helped us out. You my little cousin, dude, which I didn't know he was rapping. Like yeah. he impressed me. I'm like, oh fuck, this is what we're doing. Okay, let me. Yeah. We're gonna go on. I didn't know he was at that level. Be honest with you, he always said I, I rap, I rap. Right. I, you know, he even told me like you, you know, you inspired me. I was like. Alright cool Whatever you know If Elmo could do that The yeah. rapper Didn't feel like I was really good But I was just You know nah, I just man. love what I did So when I'm in there And he starts flowing I'm like Okay he got my creative juices flowing. Right. He got that adrenaline pumping He made me excited mm-hmm. And it was cool dude Like that was Like you said The DJ definitely Kind of knows what We need to do And what's going to work And what's not going to work 
what I want to hear on the track. So, yeah. and I think the biggest part is like when you see something, and you're like you're okay with jumping in the water with some shit. Because mm-hmm. there's some people they just want to jump in the pool. They'll, they'll keep the idea and just keep it on the tuck. Like I don't want to, I, I don't want to step out of my boundaries. Executions, I'm everything, here as dude. My, I'm here as a guest. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the motherfucker that just walking in be like. Nah, that that fourth ball was low key trash. You better than that. And that's kind of what I was telling these cats. Like, do you want me in there just observing? You want me to put my input? Right. And like, you don't gotta rock with what I'm saying or what I suggest, but just gonna give you my input, what I hear. Yeah. And it's pretty cool, dude. It's, it's if I could go into that, if I could um, transition into that role, I'll be more than grateful to help whoever needs it and be super honest with them and just kind of think I have the ear. That's what I want to do. Like, I, I'm. Like you I, should, bro. I miss being in the studio. Like, I'm totally okay being the background dude. I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like, I don't want to be all in your videos. Mm-hmm. I don't, nothing I don't like want to do none of that. I don't want credit or nothing. I'm just happy nah, to be I a part wanna, of it. Yeah, I just want, you know, to try to just lend a, a supportive ear. Because sometimes you make the mistake of inviting someone that is there just to fuck up your session. Yeah. You know, like, I ain't trying to be in this motherfucker, man. I've seen that. trash. Yeah. I've been in that situation. God, I hate that situation. I've been that guy mm-hmm. sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> or whatever. And like I said, just keeping it a buck. Yeah, or whatever. Definitely. And um, that's one thing. Like you don't you don't want to put that person in the, in the room with you because energy is so big, man. Yes, bro. You know what I mean? Like exactly. energy. Energy could take a song from fucking the the depths of fucking hell mm-hmm. and take it to the sky just mm-hmm. because the energy was right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people can choose whether they want to be an asset or a detriment to the situation. Mm-hmm. That's why, man. Back to the I was saying with Chuck. It's the, the that music world, bro, is so small. It's a beautiful thing, though, in my opinion. I think just with Eric and Nick, if I could just show them some mixes, they're gonna give me their honest right. opinion. And now I know exactly. I think back back in the day, I learned from my mistakes on networking mm-hmm. and what I want people to do for me. Now I know exactly. Hey, this is what I. What do you guys think about this? Right. And to have someone like them, I didn't know what they were. The impact on the game, and I'm blessed to have that now. To me, they're just my cousins. Right. So now that I kind of got their co-sign and like you know having Nick on the podcast, that's a big thing for that's me. Huge. I, I was didn't super happy. When I didn't I that. know. I didn't know. Like I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't. And that's what took the podcast to a different <laughs> level. I knew it because I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker got the Baker Boys <laughs> on his podcast." Like, just like I said, me growing up in LA during that time, like I remember the Baker Boys every fucking day. And check this out, my my first cousin, my like her mom and my mom's sisters mm-hmm. married the Baker Boys' brother's son. Right. So we're just, it's crazy because Nick married my mom's first cousin. Yeah. It's just a little weird, they're not related, of course, but it's just that circle. They all got to, they all married each other. Yeah. And like uh, Frank Vidal, rest in peace, he had yeah. like Cali Marketing mm-hmm. on Sunset. He did a lot of promo for every damn artist you have. You know Didn't what I mean? Didn't they have Cali Kings downtown too? I've been here in Bakersfield? Yeah. I believe so, yes. That's, I remember I got my first vinyl. I didn't even have a fucking record player. That's how much of a dumbass I was. I think I there was go, one here. Yeah, I I would go that. down there and I just pick out albums and it was like the diplomats like i really mean it because they had mm-hmm. the instrumental on it mm-hmm. i didn't even have a record player to play that motherfucker i but remember I still them, got it. they had 112 in the building a couple times dude i remember Probably. when 112 came here and see, i yeah. forgot all about that yeah. see i wasn't i didn't i just didn't operate like that you know some guys oh that's my cousin yeah. know, we're gonna do this everybody nah. got a cousin so and so yeah i just didn't want to be and honestly too i didn't want anybody to know they're my cousins because yeah. 
I didn't want people to hit me. Bro, you just, man, I never said it on on wax, but you just see the messages after I put Nick on the thing. Like, can you send Nick the way? No, I'm not. I don't do that. I don't. My cousins and I weren't even talking about music on that inner podcast. We're talking about life. Because, you know, our family was going through some stuff at the time. And it's just crazy, dude. And just, um, again, being blessed to be a part of the crew, which you guys got introduced to glasses. Yeah. Like, glasses was a. You know, yeah. Ernie, what's up, my yeah. guy? And that's Charles. that's shocking to yeah. me. Like at first, I was like, Nah, yeah. he don't know my name. Yeah. Kicked it at the fucking the Wilder and the Josh or no, the Wilder and Fury fight. Right. He, was, he was on the VIP next to me, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know Aunt Banks Beckman? Of course. That's my, okay. That's, making sure that's we, my bro. That's my guy, bro. That guy. We got to do a podcast with all three of us talking about boxing and MMA coming up. That's we do. We, we all love boxing. That would be hey, that would so. be great, bro. That yeah, would be really that's, cool. that's or, my or even on your pod, Sonny. We gonna do all that, man. And that's how I am too. Like it's. I learned a long time ago it's not about me. Right. Like if I can help you out and that's something we you think we should do, bro. I'm, you don't gotta put on my put it on yours. Yeah. That's love. Put it that's, on both. Yeah, that's love, bro. Like yeah. that's what I like doing. Um, we were just talking about this too, like with some, with my brother and whatnot. I don't need to broadcast everything I do right. for people. That's not my nah, style, bro. Nah. What I put on there is what I want to put on there. Yeah, buy, a, buy a shirt yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's kind of corny. I don't got to give, you know, every time I give a bum a dollar, hey, right. this is what nah, I do. I ain't trying to pull my camera out Especially to show someone in a fucked up situation because that's the part where I, I don't like that because, like, I do shit and I don't talk about it because the biggest thing is sometimes people, they might be, they don't want their business out there. No, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, if someone confides you, like, yo, I need this amount of money, and you give it to them, that takes a lot for that person to trust you with that. Yes. I don't need a motherfucker with a phone out saying, yo, I just gave my boy $100. Yo, God bless my boy. Like, no, that's no. corny, bro. Like, no, that's... take the shit back, because no, the embarrassment no. you just cost me is not worth this $100. And I've learned a long time ago, we don't. I don't want to be a cornball, bro. No, there's man, different, different, never there's that. different, There's different definitions of a cornball, but that falls in one of them. Like for, yeah, you're right. If I asked you for three hundred, yeah. I don't want you to put on IG like nah, yo. I just give my boy three hundred. Hope all yeah, is well. Shout what out to the EC3. fuck? That's crazy. Don't don't <laughs> shout me out with something like that. But no, that that's the biggest thing. Like I always say, like me and my team, my brothers, my crew, we will ne- we will never be two things. We will never be a hater, and we will never be a cornball. Definitely. That's that. I take that to my grave because that to me is like a stigma. Like. Oh, he a cornball. Like, ugh. Like, I don't, yeah, oh, he hate it. Ugh. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's a neg- That's a negative nah, to me. I don't bro, want no that's negative. That's like someone saying, life. like, you're a thief. Like, you don't want that motherfucker around. I don't want to be around no thief ever again. Yeah, you nah, can't, bro. Nah. There's been, and you know, we went through. There's been times that people don't want to change their bad habits. But right. why am I keep you around though? Like, what I got going on, I don't have time for negatives. Nah. I can't hold nobody's hand right now. Yeah, got a couple friends too, and I love them, but I can't hold your hand no more. I gotta give you the Heisman. Yeah, to get right. If you're gonna fuck with me, fuck with me. If not, then we keep it pushing. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you your dap. It was, it's cool. Yeah. I hope you do well. Absolutely. I don't want nobody to lose, bro. Yeah. I I discussed that a lot with um, you know, the with the kids now, even with coaching. I don't want anybody to lose. I want everybody to win. If I can help you in that direction, that's cool. I think right. that's what I'm meant to be here for. Yeah. So maybe one day when I'm when we're gone, yo, this guy Ernie. Help me out one time. I'll yeah. never forget him. That's how I want people to remember me. I don't sure. want people to remember be like, oh yeah, he posted all this, all this shit he help people with. I'm like, nah, that's corny. <laughs> that's corny shit, bro. I don't want your motherfucking help, man. I ain't trying to be a post on your even shit some stuff we to talk, get your likes up. Even some stuff we talked about, we don't, right. we won't talk about never, on the podcast because we don't need to discuss that. You right. know what I mean? What's understood don't got to be said sometimes, exactly. man. Exactly. And, and that's the biggest point. Like, well, I feel like 
people get the misconception that they need to be celebrated for everything they do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to play your part and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. Definitely. Like, I would rather be a person that, that dies with secrets uh-huh. rather than the person who dies and they say, you couldn't tell that motherfucker shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that dude, hell no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not want to leave this earth with some kind of negative like outlook on how i moved when i was here and i don't like putting i don't like paying attention to others move right for instance like i don't put a lot of stuff in my like my grandparents yeah or my grandma i don't gotta say tell the whole world what we're doing right if you don't if y'all don't want to that's cool i know what i do because at the end of the day i want to be like i have no regrets Mm -hmm. because i know what i did just because it's not on social media doesn't mean it didn't happen i just know my heart that i did that i just it's just weird how this society is nowadays you know what i mean it's a you, if it ain't for the, if it ain't on the gram, it didn't happen. If you didn't snap it, it didn't happen. I blame the Kardashians and reality TV. You think that's man. what it is, my guy? I think it has a lot to do with it because, like I said, like people glorify things that, like you don't know the person that you're glorifying. You're just glorifying them because the way they look, or how they dress. Mm-hmm. Like I see, I seen someone like repost some shit, like some makeup chick had like said something about politically. Oh, cause so and so is voting for, I'm voting for this. I'm like, if you're looking to a Makeup artists, yes, to to influence your voting mm-hmm. and how you look at shit and determine how you think and shit. That yes. you are lost like a motherfucker, like you are helpless. Yes, and I feel like you're one bad story away from changing your outlook because uh, say if you say let's just look at it from a guy's point of view, right? And I don't want this to come across like negative towards females, definitely. But um, I see that females are a lot more influenced by females on social media mm-hmm. like they'll post something like yes why and it's a picture of like chris brown and, and like karuchi arguing like of oh he don't want me this bad that i don't want it i'm like yo like that's so toxic that's toxic as fuck <laughs> like what the fuck do you really know what you want mm-hmm. or are you just saying this because it looks good on your timeline mm-hmm. or whatever and that's what i'm saying you're one negative story from being like oh fuck chris brown you don't know that man you can't look at celebrities and be like, yo, I want to be like this person. So, my guy, shout out to my guy, Donuts. He's actually, we just talked about this. Dre, you know, shout out to, I'm glad he's doing well. Doing he looks well. like he's back in the studio. Yeah. Some new accusations arise, right? Yeah. But are we looking to Dre to be a better man? Do I look at Dre to, that's not my idol. He's my music idol. Sonically, yeah. learned so much stuff, learning, listen to his albums or the stuff he's produced. Yeah. But I'm not looking for him to be, that's how I want to be as a husband. Yeah, no, he's a, he's always been a he's had a rough you know history with woman. Yeah. I'm not. I never kind of respect him. I don't care what he does as a man. I don't. Right. I don't look. I don't look for him to guide me in like yeah. in that aspect. So we were just talking about that. Like, so do are we gonna hold Dre on this pedestal still? <laughs> he's still the icon, Dre, but yeah. he's over here, and it's something like a court allegedly holding guns to his wife's head, giving right. her pee. Like, what kind of man does that shit? Is that a mistake? Like, that's a coward, man. Exactly, bro. That's why I was like, I don't, I don't, I laugh at shit like this, but I'm like, I see motherfuckers like post like Jay Z if it's his birthday. They'll be like, happy birthday to Hove. Mm-hmm. But then they don't post like their dad's birthday or like their mom's. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you was just posting Jay. Like, Jay don't know you, bro. Like, Definitely. what the fuck? Like, you are looking at the wrong people to be your heroes. Like, I understand if you want to be like, you know, um, if you want to soak up game from somebody, like, oh, I've learned from this person, but I've seen people that they glorify people they never met before. Put them I on a pedestal, that, bro. That shit is weird. Off the music. Yeah, like Phil Spector died today. 
Like people think, oh, Phil Spector is a legendary producer from the fifties and sixties who did the the Beatles and John Lennon. Shit. That motherfucker murdered a forty-one-year-old actress. He shot her in the head. Shot her. Yeah. Did he get away with that? Yeah. He no. He he. Oh, he did a little yeah, bit of time. Yeah, he died in jail due to COVID. Oh, okay. okay. But he was eighty-one. He died at eighty-one. Right. Phil Spector. Yeah. Fuck Phil Spector. Yeah, like, <laughs> Phil yeah, Spector. For real. This motherfucker had a gold casket with a um, glass top, mm-hmm. and he would tell like singers. If you ever cheat on me or if you ever deal with another person, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to put you in that box so everybody could see you in mm-hmm. that. That's a sick motherfucker. He's a, he's a sick fuck, bro. But today, like, I was looking on my timeline and they're like, legendary music producer Phil Spector dies of COVID complications. I'm like, legendary? That's a motherfucking murderer. Yes. Like, put that first. Even the director that was um, with Sharon Tate at the time. Yeah. Died. What's his name? Um, Polanski, right? Polanski. Yeah. Nick, what the fuck? They always give him that legendary director. Yeah. The motherfucker's a pedophile. I, not only that, his movies ain't even hit like that. No, definitely. It's a whole different... <laughs> I don't know if it's just that French cinema, yeah. but that's not... Never yeah, hit... Fuck that's, all that. I watch movies like a motherfucker. His movies don't hit like that. Yeah, dude. He's a yeah. fucking pedophile. <laughs> don't care what Sam he says. Sam is Woody Allen, bro. I, I can't name you one Woody Allen movie. Motherfuckers be like, yo, the legend Woody Allen. That motherfucker married his adopted child. Yes. That's some sick that's shit. That's some sick shit, bro. Like, oh, man. And I don't, and I hate, oh, that's the way it was back in the days. Nah, 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 y'all nah. let that shit nah, slide. Y'all let that, that old Elvis shit, all of that. Hey, that's why I'm grateful we live in these times. We can call that shit out. People could get fucked. receipts now. I don't know if it's canceled, but fuck them. We need right. to fucking get rid of people like that. We that's can't. That's why. That whole this whole Trump shit is gonna haunt motherfuckers in 15, 20 years because there's all online. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, like if you were a racist person, like in the sixties and shit, like they couldn't know. You wouldn't know if your grandparents were racist. Now they know because yeah. your Facebook said it. Your Twitter Shout said out it. to social yeah, media. If there's one of the evils that it's kind of good. I guess about with social media, we know you now. Yeah, doesn't even that. Oh, is it? It was just how I felt at the moment. Nah, dude. Yeah. It's Not deeper that, than that. It's, and, and that's the thing. People can really like, like. Gloss and put all the ribbons on their social media as much as they want. Eventually, the real you's gonna pop out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, like I don't, I don't like. If you voted for Trump, that I don't care. That's that's on you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But once you like support the racist shit. Eventually, I caught people that are like, oh, I caught you, motherfucker. I knew you was like that, mm-hmm. but I finally caught your bitch ass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way I look at it now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of distanced myself from that. Definitely. But like they're saying, I know people that voted for Trump that are cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah. I, mean, I was I was just not, bro, I'm kind of misogynistic. I admit that as a man, yeah. didn't want a woman as a president. Yeah, that's why. I was, whoever the fuck influenced me on that was stupid. That was a stupid reason, a stupid reason not to vote for somebody yeah, who was yeah. obviously more credentialed and more right. had more experience. And who was worthy of that title? Yeah. And it's crazy how that shit went. Now that title is like demeaning. Now yeah. the, the some of these people who fly the American flag, they're just saying, "Oh, you know, this is a white thing." It's sickening, Not, bro. Yeah, it's divided. It's a them, divided when country. Them, when them monster drinking, NASCAR watching, <laughs> Nacho Belgrano eating, motherfuckers rush the Capitol. I knew all shit was bad. And bro, because I, that that shit was never towards voting for Trump. It was just because they lost and they felt like. Minorities were finally getting a fair shake. That's why they were mad. They're so scared of that. Why the fuck were these old ass, seventy something, eighty year old motherfuckers out there? What were they gonna do? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, got really thick. What were they gonna do, mm-hmm. bro? They gonna dust your ass out this motherfucking street. And a lot of those people have some values in society. They're college educated. They're in the military. Those people are in society thinking this way that 
we ain't shit, that they're superior to everybody, and they hold positions of power. That's what's scary to me, and it's always been like this. Yeah. These fucking racist people have been in positions of power this whole time. And but that's the thing, bro. That, that The whole college-educated thing, I'm not scared of no motherfucker that has a degree because they are being lied to off the books they read. Mm-hmm. Who wrote those books? Exactly. That's the biggest part where I always tell people, like, yo, just because someone says a political science major, what books is that person reading? Mm-hmm. Are they reading about the Christopher Columbus that they were taught about in school? The one who, you know, came and discovered the or land. Or are they reading about the real Christopher Columbus that was a dirtbag motherfucker mm-hmm. that was writing in his journal how these people would make great slaves and they had strong teeth. Ra- and raping like, women rape, and shit. Like, that's the motherfucker you got to talk to. Are you learning about the Martin Luther King that got assassinated? Or are you learning about the Martin Luther King that was pissed off when he was in jail? Like, yo, we about to get shit cracking when I get out this motherfucker that, that letter is yeah. beautiful I think it's the yeah. Birmingham jail yeah, letter exactly. crazy bro yeah he, he was fed up because at the same time like that's why he was trying to move in the most peaceful way possible mm-hmm. and look what happened exactly he look, knew it and how the FBI just gave out a birthday shout out to Come him on, how man. dare you put a birthday Come shout on, out to the man. man that's on record that you did this to right. him that's crazy man like, that's, that's America bro yeah and, and that's I'm, why I, I don't trust none of these motherfuckers like like to me, it's an equal playing field when you're talking to a motherfucker like me because mm-hmm. I know how educated I am because I educated myself on mm-hmm. common sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know to every good person there's a bad side too. Definitely. Don't just tell me the bad side or just tell me the good side. Mm-hmm. Let me judge it for myself. Mm-hmm. So you come in here with some bullshit about Christopher Columbus, seven, fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. We're not on the same playing field, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, yo, all these old motherfuckers that were there at the Capitol, I'm like, yo... They should have mowed these motherfuckers down because that's what happened to us. If it was you we and I, man, if we, as soon as we hopped out the Uber, we would have been laid out that motherfucker. And how like, we just talked about this last week too? How the fuck do you get in the most one of the most protected buildings in the world when Congress is in session, both man, houses? They were souped up on their monsters, man. Bro, it's crazy, bro. I'm telling you, the monster energy drinking motherfuckers was ready for whatever. Mm-hmm. They had zip ties and shit. I seen that. What the hell you doing with zip ties? What are a, you gonna do there? A, they thought it was a movie. Social media's a bitch. That's I'm how they you. all got caught. And they all getting caught. They are no fly zones. I love it. I'm, I'm they deserve I love that. It. it would happen to us in a second, bro. That's the thing, but that make y'all Trump supporters look crazy, though. No, definitely. They, <laughs> let me find out EC3 out there. Dude, that is wild. I know my guy was yeah. telling me, he's like, my guy Dom was like, you would have been out there, huh? I'm like, I would have probably been out there to look. I ain't lying. I'm not going to storm yeah, no building. You know what I'm saying? But I was just to go see what's cracking out there. I was like, yo, that make y'all look nuts. Man, and that's dude. the biggest thing where I'm like, I know y'all not like that. I know all of y'all are not like that. But and that for the record, my guy, I know we don't have to discuss political shit. I voted for Biden this time. Yeah, the so. first time, though, was kind of. I'm going Grandpa Joe all the way. Hey, for sure, you smartened up, man. Like I said, though, too, just because I am with Grandpa Joe now right. doesn't mean he's not. he has to be held accountable Absolutely. just like 45 the was. On. The pressure's on. Just and as much as he was, we have to. Now, because since now, I guess the only good thing about 45, he made everybody um, involved politically. Yeah. So we have to be involved to get rid of this prick. So now that you're in. You're taking over for the prick. Yeah, we're gonna hold you to the same standard. Not, not only that, so I agree 100 percent because I don't, I don't see myself as Republican or Democrat, same or whatever. Like I just vote for someone that I feel I can rock with. But at the same time, I'm like, now the pressure is on because you kept telling us how bad it's been for the last four years. Promises. When you, when too? you come in this motherfucker next week, I need shit to start getting fixed mm-hmm. because you're gonna be held to the same exact standards and with even more pressure. The and same way Barack fair. was when he when he handled the recession. Yes, it's fair. We have to. I think that's super fair. We can't let him off. 
because right. he promised us to change. We, yeah. I'm not saying he can unite the country, but we have to make steps towards that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about those 75 motherfuckers who are trying to invade the Capitol. I don't yeah. know if they're be, be able to be saved, yeah. but the ones who are able to think for themselves, yeah. we have to unite the people, bro. Right. Divided we fall, my guy. It's that's that's basic. That's easy. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a crazy world, my guy. COVID night. We got COVID nineteen out here. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought this whole world would have been? You getting the vaccine? Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't I, wait. I, I, we just had a survey because I'm, you know, I'm at, I'm at the district now. Yeah. They just had a survey about that. And yeah, I'm gonna take that. Why not? I take everything else. If I could, yeah, dude. And just speak for my much. Let shit. me find out you take NyQuil and not want to take the fucking vaccine. You know how much shit I put on my body in my life, my <laughs> guy? I have what's fair in, share. What's in NyQuil? You tell me what's in NyQuil, <laughs> and you tell me why you don't want to take the vaccine. What's in these allergy pills yeah, I be taking? for real. What's in that shit you girls be shooting in your lips? Yes. That shit that make it look like it's swollen. What's in that? What's up with those? I don't know. And we ain't here to knock women. That's We're just you. shooting the shit. We're That's not, you. We're not here to change anybody's opinion or anything. We're just talking as friends here. Yeah. What's up with the Botox I lips? I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's something you got to deal with. I, I got my queen, man. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, baby. You accept Bobby, Barbie if she had some lip? Whatever she want to do, I support her. That's my girl, <laughs> man. That's true. You're right. But at You're the right. same time, it's just like, I feel girls are doing this way too young, man. Exactly. And I'm like, man, let yourself... Be How are you 25 and getting anti wrinkle in, uh, injections to make sure you don't have that wrinkle? That's part of life. It's beauty. Yeah, I just want to see what these motherfuckers are going to look like in 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to look like something else. They're going to look real. They're going to uh, look like, man, the, shout out to Joan Rivers, yeah, dude. They're going to look worse, man, because Joan had crazy money. To get what she was getting, I know people be getting the bootleg shit going to Mexico. They be going right here in the back door, yeah. in the back, in the back of the room, and go yep. get these things. We yeah, just, man, I ain't working on that, dude. That's what's scary about this shit too. I'm not saying we need, you know, I'm a guy. I'm not regulating a lot of things, yeah. but you need some regulation when you start right. injecting your fucking lips and you're looking super swollen and right. they're staying like that. Yeah, nah, I man. never got that, bro. That shit is crazy to me. I'm I'm lucky I never had to deal with something like that because <laughs> I feel like when it comes to like surgeries or whatever. I think you should always do what makes you happy. But if you keep getting surgeries done, are you really happy? Mm-hmm. Like, how many facelifts mm-hmm. do you got to get? Mm-hmm. How many nose jobs do you got to get? Shout out to Michael. You know what I'm saying? Same like, thing with him. That's what I'm like. You're not really happy if you keep doing shit to mm-hmm. yourself. But and that's just kind of and they and it's not even with themselves too. They want to be accepted by other people. Nah, they want to look people that they don't even know. Yeah, they don't even. They're trying to look at the celebrity. Like, what the hell are you? doing? I've been watching Botch. Botch is one of my favorite shows. Never seen it. Shit on E Where the motherfuckers Having the fucked up surgeries no, I've never nah, seen it bro. bro I'm telling you They be doing some wild shit And they be like I wanna look like Peter Pan I wanna look like This motherfucker From Captain Hook I'm like yo That's a mental illness Like I was about to say, Isn't that a mental illness A little bit bro um, Like Yeah We're gonna find out In 20, 30 years What the impact Social media has In these fucking phones Cause yeah. Especially with, I don't know if you've seen Social Dilemma And stuff like that oh, yeah. What they're doing Psychologically to us It's like we're, We got cracking This goddamn thing and We've been chipped Since we had a Google account No you're right That's why everybody's saying Nah that vaccine I ain't taking that they, that's the chip Motherfucker You've been chipped Since 2006 We all got email addresses Yeah not only that when, You see the iPhone With the fingerprint Yeah They done been Had that shit mm-hmm. Face rec- Facial yeah, recognition face- <laughs> All that shit bro What the fuck You talking about Like you think You really Jason Bourne Out this motherfucker mm-hmm. Like yo Like you are not That important to be chipped fam. Like straight up I'm sorry Like they are not Maneuvering your day to day You work a 9 to 5 you chilling. You ain't Pablo. You mm-hmm. chilling. Like Definitely. just relax, man. I think another thing too, and this is not putting anybody on blast, but just um, I think back in the day it was a little different when you know this when we were coming up. I was a little younger. Uh, we didn't put everything we were doing on this camera, nah, bro. Man. That's not cool, my guy. I see a lot of guys, you know, hustle. I'm all for the hustle. I'm yeah. not knocking anybody. Right. But you can't, bro. They're watching. 
they are watching you and you gotta be careful all my young guys be careful cause yeah stay smart man stay off them phones man it's cool to floss I like to floss once in a while but yeah. when you're flossing you're doing your thing like that mm-hmm. and at, at, at a certain level it this, ain't they, up. they got everything they need already yeah that's why they build these cases on you and you, you ain't got no chance to beat it it's so sad bro it's yeah, like them Rico laws is a motherfucker man and I don't know if they want the bitches I don't know what it is they probably you know they all you know I know how it is to be young you yeah. want that you know you yeah. want to floss the girls love the guy who flosses yeah but is it worth your freedom though nah never I don't think anything is worth your freedom man like I think of it something that that's like the um consequence of it is mm-hmm. not worth it because definitely money comes and goes like i said i've been broke a lot i've never been rich but i've, I've been broke just growing up like in the projects with 10 people in the house mm-hmm. like you may i had a great childhood mm-hmm. with my family even mm-hmm. though we was quote unquote not rich or probably poor, what did we know about that we didn't care yeah we didn't, we know didn't nothing care about now that. i think people that are poor they feel it's like a shame thing because they look at their phones and the people that i like mm-hmm. they're not poor the people that have the most likes they're not poor I feel like I'm nothing. That's why suicide rate is at a fucking all-time high. That's crazy that these eight, nine-year-old kids are committing suicide. Yes. I'm like, that is nuts. Imagine, I, can't, Sad, I, I don't have any children, but imagine, I can't imagine losing a child like that, right. eight, nine years old. Each of anything. It doesn't matter if it's illness, anything like yeah. that, accidents. But suicide when I eight, nine-year-old, how yeah. do they know what this is? That's what I'm saying, man, because nowadays, like, for instance, this is going to go deep, but, like, I had read something like in the New York Times like a couple of years ago and it just stuck with me for some reason. And um, they were pretty much saying nowadays the bullying and the social media bullying is what's causing the suicide rates to be at an all-time high because, for instance, when me and you were growing up, if you had a problem with somebody and they hated you, yo, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie got fucked up shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's just use that as an example. Yeah, definitely. Nowadays, they say... Ernie got fucked up shoes and they go post it on their social media page and their whole Facebook feed. Now you have 70 comments from 70 people talking laughing shit. at you, talking shit. So you're like, not only does the one person hate me, 70 people are agreeing with that same person. Mm-hmm. My life is shit right and now. And now you think the whole world thinks that. Yeah, or whatever. So that's the part where it's scary as hell because I'm like, it's just a, a it's like a, a domino effect, man, where you feel like things are going to happen for a reason. Or not not happen for a reason, but things are gonna happen that are consequences that are out of your control. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who you know. Like somebody that I've never met could say, "Oh, he has fucked up shoes," blah 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 blah, and they're not even in the same city or state as me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, damn, I can't even go to fucking Arizona if I wanted to, because so and so over there is making fun of me too. As a father, how would you deal with that? Just say if you know your child's getting bullied online, how would you kind of explain that to her that no, this isn't what it really is. These people are just they're fucked up people. They have mental illnesses. Right. When they have to be in a position of they have to take out their time to really ridicule you or just talk down on you, not knowing what your family struggles through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I think uh, like just in my situation where I've never been bullied or whatever, and I never was a bully. Mm-hmm. To me, I think I was always a coward, punk ass, corny. Move. Yeah, like, because I don't know why my mom used to put me like in ESL classes. Yeah, I knew English perfectly fine, but I don't know why my mom did that mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was in classes with a lot of the kids that didn't know English at all mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I remember like walking through the halls, and I was pretty like popular in school, like you know, from just being a, a cool dude or or from rapping or doing music or playing music or whatever. So I would make it like a like I would go out of my way to to talk to these people that didn't even know English. Oh, come start talking. And talk to them in Spanish mm-hmm. And they're like Oh shit One of the cool kids Is actually pretty cool mm-hmm. 
or whatever. And I just think that I want to teach my daughter that sometimes, like, it might seem uncomfortable because you're going out of your way to do something for somebody that you don't, are you're not expecting anything in return. But I think it has a lot to do with the parents. Like, if everyone teaches their kid not to be a bully, I don't think there would be bullies. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking parents that, oh, look at my kid. He's the baddest motherfucker here. Or, Hyping oh, them up. Yeah, yeah she dude. don't take no shit. Like, they think that shit is funny. It's yeah. not. It's, it's corny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And eventually, your daughter or your son is going to get his ass kicked. And what type right of person one. are they going to become? Because yeah. they think they're untouchable because my yeah. parent told me all my fucking life. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and that's the thing, too, where I'm like, yo, eventually you're going to run into the right one. Yeah. And, every and dog has his day everyone and that's the part where I think karma's real because you know that's the saddest shit in the world to see kids online getting bullied man I, I, that's one thing that fucks me up those videos and those videos when they, they be having like the marines and, and uh, the, uh, they like surprise <laughs> yeah, them they always get me I'm that like shit, fuck man that shit got me like yeah, that my eyes be watering and shit yeah bro yes, yes whatever so it was just like those videos man but like I think it's really big on the parents to, to kind of that's what I'm showing with Sophie like Anybody who sees my social media, they knows my daughter is my everything. Mm-hmm. I right? see that. It's beautiful to see you, my Yeah, life. and they see her personality, how she loves music, and how she dresses, and things like that. Those are all luxuries that I don't ever want her to, like, abandon because I didn't say, oh, it's fun to dance. It's fun to like certain things. It's okay to be cool. Like, it's okay to be cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I tell her young. My wife tells her the same thing. The only thing that we ever require from you was to be nice to people. Yes. Always. Nothing, because that's one thing that I will never, ever accept is my daughter being disrespectful to other people. Mm-hmm. Would you I'm, say that helped? You know how you're saying, too, you could look back now and say, you know, I could be a man, so I've made mistakes. Yeah. Is that being a father really help yeah. you with that? Like, kind of yeah. just say, oh, I need to lead her this way. Now, that wouldn't be me if I was back in right. the day. Like, I got to just kind of see I made some yeah. mistakes. No, I think a lot of it is, to be honest, like, and it might sound weird, it's like dodging karma on my end. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Because there were some things that I probably did in my past that I, I, I probably ashamed of or or regret or whatever. Nothing to the point where I feel like it was egregious, of course, mm-hmm. but, like, things that I would never want my daughter to go through. Mm-hmm. So I got to kind of put the radars up early. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing is kind of just being focused that there's a potential that this might happen. I just got to prepare for it. Because mm-hmm. there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want her to think these are problems. Mm-hmm. Problems are just a word. Solution is what gets you to the next chapter. Exactly. So if so-and-so is fucking with you, don't fuck with that person. Mm-hmm. That's simple. Mm-hmm. But we don't raise no punks. Yeah, definitely. And that's the biggest thing where you always have to defend yourself because that's all you have is yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you grow up, you're going to have time to recollect on all your positives and negatives, but you're the one doing the recollecting. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I'm raising someone I can't raise them up to be timid mm-hmm. but I don't want them to be aggressive so mm-hmm. it's like a fine tuning mm-hmm. the balance shit. somehow yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's crazy man definitely I think it's it's just crazy dude just I have nephews and nieces now I'm like damn I just don't I hope I have the right advice for them when they come up to especially my god kids like mm. Especially with online bullying and yeah. just being accepted. I don't want them to ever feel like they're that outcast, you know? Like, that's right. an ugly feeling. And they're great kids. I just wish every, when they're, like when they grow up, I want everybody to see what I see. Right. And I just don't want them to get, like, I'm sure you feel the same way with your daughter. I don't want to ever have them, 
you know, hurt by their friends or feel like they're, you know, they're not good enough to be with some, like yeah. to, to hang around with the kids, be in Never the group. Had. Like, it's just heartbreaking, dude. Just social media could do that shit. Hell yeah. A rumor could spread. We know that too, just as adults. You know yeah. how it is with some people. Hell yeah. At least, my, I'm a, you know, I'm a single man. You know how right. rumors spread. Like, yeah. I always tell people if I hear about it, everybody heard about it. Because yeah. I really don't be like that. Like, yeah. if I hear about it, yeah, everybody got it. Yeah, oh my it's, God. It's made us rounds. It's sure. made us rounds for sure, yeah. bro. Speaking of making the rounds, man, my guy James. Harden making his rounds to uh, another city. Did you man. watch the game yesterday? Yeah, man, I caught a little bit of it. I was watching the the UFC fight, and I caught the Packers game, and and I knew he was gonna get busy. I mean, because he's James Harden. He's James Harden. But at the same time, like we were saying earlier, I'm like, I want to see how this works when Kai gets back. A, B, they ain't got no bench no more because mm-hmm. Spencer's out mm-hmm. the whole year. Mm-hmm. They lost Allen. Mm-hmm. Not only that, DeAndre Jordan's not the same DeAndre Jordan. No, he's not. You know what I'm saying? He's like, about but two, three years past already. Yeah, so they got Landry Shamit and Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. No, not at all. That's Jeff Green enough. wasn't yeah. that man at all. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing where it becomes in the matchups because, like we were saying, like, you're going to look at Steve Nash to – Propel you in the playoffs, in the Eastern Conference, he might get out coached. That's what's yeah, gonna come. Like out I to. think Doc might. Don't get me started on Doc, but <laughs> on, Doc might be able to bust his ass. Brad Stevens might be able to bust his ass because you got to look at at Steve Nash, and not only that, he's gonna look at Dan Tony. What the fuck has Dan Tony ever won? Not, he hasn't won with Harden. Not a damn thing. The only alpha that I see on the team is KD, and he's not really an alpha, mm-hmm. but. He needs a cast. Yeah. Always needs you, a cast. You've seen Ky- Kyrie, when he was in Boston, he had a problem with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and, and Marcus Swanton and them getting minutes and, and getting shine and, and shit like that. Like, that dude is not all there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think there's something like – I think – I don't want to say it's like a mental thing because obviously not. I, I just think his love is outside of basketball. Yeah. Like, I think Kyrie really wants to change the world on some shit. Mm-hmm. And that's commendable. And, and I think it's dope. But when it comes to playing on the court, it's going to be an issue, man, because I see, like, in the playoffs, like, how, who's going to guard Giannis? Exactly. Who, Deon, not DeAndre. Not DeAndre. He'll, man, he could, in out game, he'll, yeah. DeAndre can't keep up with that, in my not, opinion. Not KD. I mean, He's, they could probably put him in spurts because of just based off height, but last thing you want to do is have KD in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And then. The East is tough, bro. The, the East is a lot. It's low-key tough, man, because, mm-hmm. like I said, like, you put. All right, so let's say they play Philly. Who's guarding them beat? Who's going to keep up with Simmons? Yeah, who's going to keep up with Simmons? Mm-hmm. Like, He's going to drive and just dish it out. Yeah. Easy call every yeah. time. Or whatever. And and that's why I'm like, because they got what was it, Seth Curry out there. He's shooting like 50% 50, from three. Oh, my God. I've seen that. I didn't even know that. He was shot like 47 last year. Last year. 47%. That's I'll <laughs> take that. Take the shot, my guy, please. 47% is nuts. That, take that shot, please. Yeah. Yes. And um, I just think like Doc – not having to play LeBron is going to be a very big asset for him. Mm-hmm. Because I, even though, like, being as a loyal Clippers fan, like, I've been rolling with the Clips since 2000. Lamar Odom days. Yeah, shit, right? actually because of Lamar. Darius Odom. Miles and shit. Yeah, Lamar Odom was the reason why I became a Clippers fan because I didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a big college hoops fan, and I used to see Lamar Odom at Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wherever this kid goes, that's who I'm going to rock with. 6'10 point Six guard. 6'10 point guard, oh left-handed, smooth. I'm like, wherever he goes, fuck it. So when he went to the Clippers, I'm like, fuck. Like, damn. <laughs> I remember watching the Clippers, cause like I said, growing up in L.A., I remember the, like, the Pooh Richardsons and the Ron Harpers and, and, uh, and those teams or whatever, Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. Dominique, mm-hmm. Danny Manning. Like, there's 
there there were some teams, but it wasn't nothing. That, it was never the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be a Laker fan because everybody I knew was a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. My family is Laker fans. It's like that now, my guy. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah. I'm like, y'all ain't really even <laughs> fans like that. Y'all just fans cuz. Y'all following somebody. Y'all following somebody. Which is cool, but whatever. Like, y'all wasn't rocking with Anthony Peeler and the real Laker fans were. Real Laker fans will tell you about Sedell 3, Anthony Peeler, Eddie Jones. Robert Sackway. Yeah, Good yeah. God, bro. Yeah, y'all those Kobe years those when Kobe games. was out, that was horrible, bro. Yeah. It was fucking bad. Yeah. So, um, But that, I always felt like Doc... I think the biggest reason why he blew the 3-1 lead twice, well, he blew the 3-1 lead against Houston and James because he knew he was going to have to play Steph in the next round. Mm-hmm. There was no way the Clippers with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin were going to beat that 2015 Golden State Warriors team. There's no way. They were, they were on another level. Yeah, and that was pre-KD, but that was like still a great team mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the 3-1 lead this past year in the bubble, I think the bubble had a lot to do with that shit because the bubble was just weird as fuck. They were out. They were they were ready to leave that motherfucker already, bro. bro. You had both. I keep telling people, bro. If you go to an LA fitness gym, shoot a free throw at an LA fitness gym. It's gonna be a lot different from when you shoot a free throw in the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Just deception alone, mm-hmm. like the eye. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see these motherfuckers going crazy. Like, how come TJ Warren ain't averaging fifty right now? Oh, the oh, homeboy from Denver. Yeah, how come Jamal Murray and average? Yeah, 50 Jamal right? Murray. Yeah, like it's different, bro. It's mm-hmm. it was they were hooping. I'm not taking nothing away, but they were they were hooping. But it's different. Mm-hmm. I think once, like I remember Jason Tatum and just said, I'm like, that motherfucker ain't really like that. Like, <laughs> not, not, not Boston not Garden, like uh, that or whatever. So, like, I mean, no, Jason Tatum is like that. But he had said recently on the Knuckleheads podcast that he was like him and Tyler Hero. They were just that's another one too. But like, they were really saying like, man. Them dudes didn't really like that outside of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really playing like this indoor basketball type shit. Mm-hmm. So Straight I think, pickup ball. yeah, or whatever. It was a glorified pickup or whatever. But that's still no excuse for blowing a three-one lead. Like, mm-hmm. the Clippers were way better than Denver. They just weren't. I'm not gonna say anything, bro, because I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm not gonna hate. I just feel. Like, I, I, I would imagine that's a pain. Podcast. I would imagine that's a painful experience. Though, like. Ugh. What I was rooting for y'all, bro. Y'all, I was. Y'all lost a three-one lead too against the Suns. <laughs> I know, my guy. That's what I keep telling the Lakers fans. I'm like, oh, they, they keep hitting me. Like, oh, how does it feel? I'm like, motherfucker, if you was a real Laker fan, you would know. Yeah, definitely. Like this happened to you guys about 12, 13 years ago mm-hmm. with Kobe. Like, chill. Love Kobe, but we can't forget we had some L's with my guy Kobe. It's just hey, the way it is. Everybody loses. The biggest, the biggest misconception is people think that I hate Kobe or I hated Shaq. No, I love them dudes. I just didn't like the Lakers and them being them. They would probably appreciate the fact that I hated them mm-hmm. because Kobe made a commercial when he was remember when he was like waving at the crowd and mm-hmm. they were booing him and shit. Mm-hmm. You appreciate that? It's like okay, like it's okay to root for your team. You're man. doing your job. Yeah, you're doing your team. They're supposed to hate you. Absolutely. I think with Harden, man, I think people are and people shouldn't be shocked, but it's a player's league. They're gonna get their way if he doesn't want to play. He's yeah. gonna find a way out. Once I seen that they were able to move the John Wall and Russell Westbrook contract, I'm like, there's no contract that they can't move. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like literally the NBA, which is a good thing because the game is so global now. Like, they can pretty much dictate wherever they want to do, mm-hmm. and that's cool too. But do you, do you think it should be the way that Harden did it though? That same? No, fuck no. I think he did it wrong, but at the same time, like, because you got to look too. Like, he wanted Chris. They gave up a lot to get Chris. Like, a lot of people forget they gave up Blue Williams. They gave up Montrez Harrell. They gave up some picks to the Clippers for, for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. When they could have just got him in free agency, but he wanted to make sure that he got the max money from the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So he got that. 
then that doesn't work. Not only that, he got Dwight. Dwight too, yeah. Dwight got, left us yeah, to go left, to Houston. Yeah. Prime Dwight left yes, yes. because James was like, get Dwight. So he gets Dwight. That doesn't work. They ship Dwight off. They get Chris. They had to trade shit. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. He begs for Russ. Mm-hmm. They trade. That doesn't work. Like, come on, man. They give you everything and, and you just dip Wall, out. John Wall's not a bad fuck, addition, I dude. With I love John Wall. I know he's coming off the Achilles, but why don't you try to rock with and, and Boogie too? Not saying I know Boogie's right. probably with two blown knees and shit. Yeah. But that's I thought he could win with this squad. Not only that though, but I, I don't like an Achilles tendon injury is not as bad as it was before. Definitely, I heard that too. Yes. Whatever. I, I work in sports medicine mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and and that was one of the things where like. It fucks with an athlete when they move laterally. That's the only part, mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, that, that's a six to eight month injury now. Mm-hmm. It's like back in the day when like MCLs and all that shit was always correct. Like when Isaiah Thomas tore his, that was yeah. the end of his career. Dominique Wilkins as well. Okay, okay. Because so um, that was one of the things where I think the injury is so much different now. Where I knew John Wall was gonna be what he is. Like mm-hmm. he was never a twenty five and fifteen guy. He was always a really good defender who could. Get you seven, 17 to 20 points, pretty decent on def- defense. And then on top of that, he could definitely play the point guard position where he'd be getting other people involved. Make everybody better, yeah. facilitate the offense. And then he had Bradley Beal, too, where Bradley was, was Motherf- amazing. You he's know what fucking, what, 30 points a game right now? Yeah. He's fucking going off. It's yeah. Crazy. So I, I knew he was going to be fine. That's why I'm like, man, like, I think the combination of John Wall. And Harden would have been better than the John Wall and Russell. That's why I was like, "This is what do you mean you don't want to play with Wall? Yeah. Like, what's what's the, what's with the beef Russell, with though, that?" Man. Russell's one of my favorite players. People he sleep dog, on him. Dude. He's a, he is a dog. He has He's a mentality. Be, you know, he reminds me of he reminds me of like like the perfect like analogy. He's gonna be like how Common is in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know the rapper Common. Mm-hmm. Like people don't appreciate Common until Common says, "I'm no longer doing music." Mm-hmm. That's the way it's gonna be for Russell Westbrook when he retires. He's gonna be like. Oh fuck, that dude was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like how the fuck you average a triple double for two, three years, and people still talk about dude. You. Like it's Nate nuts. Archibald did it one year yeah. out of fucking thirty five years, and he mm-hmm. did three straight times. Right. That wasn't done in thirty five. It was yeah. it was an Oscar. Oscar I think it was Oscar. Yeah. So like, come on, my guy. That that's yeah. I was amazed. But the first time he did, this is yeah. the greatest season ever. He did it three straight times, and he played well last year too. I think people they're just I don't know what I think I don't know if it's his personality, but people just don't understand him. Yeah. I think I think he, he a real one, man. I fuck with him tough, man. I, I would love him to win it. To me, he's like how Allen Iverson was. Because the thing is, people hated on Allen Iverson too mm-hmm. until he retired. They're like, "Damn, we miss Allen." And they didn't even know his full story. What the yeah, hell was going on? Right. With what he was going through? Right. Is yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and I think that's the way it's going to be with like Russell. Where man, I hope he wins one, man. Because th- there's certain dudes in the league where you feel like. You want to see them win a championship? Like, mm-hmm. say, like, like, f- for instance, like, Allen Iverson was playing. If I didn't have a team in the playoffs, I would hope Allen would win. Or the way KG was. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope KG gets one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dudes like that. Or, like, I wish T-Mac would have got one. They deserve one of the resumes. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're, they're, real, they're real hoopers and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, I hope Russ gets one. I just don't see it, man. Because, number one, that contract might be a lot because him getting older – it's gonna be harder, but it's gonna become a stigma where he's gonna be fucking playing in 
Detroit or Orlando, and you're never gonna hear from him again. He's gonna be just, and that's gonna that does that kind of hurt his uh, his not his resume, but his his legacy a little bit. Just hopping from team to team, or is that just the way it is now? Cause everybody fucking does it. Well, he ain't hopping. That he signed the extension in OKC. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is, OKC didn't want to pay the luxury tax, mm-hmm. so that's when Houston was like, "We'll take him." They're like, "Take him." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The same thing there with Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They OKC has so many picks moving forward. <laughs> They're trying to get Amani Bates, who's the next KD LeBron. Mm-hmm. He's only a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. They got picks to offer the fucking boatload to whoever they want. Mm-hmm. They're going to make sure. That's why they're not low-key tanking, mm-hmm. but they're kind of tanking. But then they got dudes like SGA and Dort who are really good. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep them in games, and that's going to appease the fan base. Yeah, because definitely. you already know that NBA draft is rigged as fuck. Yeah, definitely. Like, how the hell do the Pelicans win the draft and get Zion as soon as AD goes over there? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. You know who do you looking for? Who do you, who in this? See, I don't watch a lot of college ball anymore. Since uh, it's, honestly, bro, since I coach basketball, yeah. I don't have time to watch right, right, college right. ball anymore. Yeah. It's it sucks. That and even pro ball, I kind of I'm just focused on the guys. Yeah. Like this is all this year round. Right. So who do you who are rookies right now? Are you watching like okay? I'm no. I should be watching. I've been watching Melo. Right. You only played 20 minutes. The motherfuckers yeah. leading like every statistical category for rookies. <laughs> who else do you have like on the radar uh, that people should watch out for? As far as rookies or just young dudes? Rookies. Rookies. Um, I really like Melo a lot because I think eventually Rozier is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, Graham's a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's going to help a lot. Um, so I definitely put Melo up there. Um, oh, you go young guys too. That's cool. Yeah, but now Anthony Edwards is pretty good too out of Minnesota. I just don't know if he's a two guard. Was he the number one pick? He was the number one number pick. Number one pick. See, but, um, I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of him in college. Yeah, he played at Georgia. So, okay. like, Georgia's not really, like, a Kentucky or... Mm-hmm. Or and Duke. Not, and not only that, though, but, like, um, with Georgia, they're not really a great basketball school. Mm-hmm. So, and then they had COVID hit. So, they didn't have too many games. Like, mm-hmm. there was no March Madness. So, mm-hmm. that's when a lot of teams get, like, the exposure mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I, I just don't know if he's an actual two guard mm-hmm. because his, his jump shot's iffy. He's athletic as fuck, but at the same time, you know, I want to see if having Russell there is going to hurt, mm-hmm. you know, because Russell needs the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how that's going to work, but that's that's different. But as far as young dudes, I'm a big fan of um, Jaron Jackson. A lot of people love um, John Morant, mm-hmm. of, of course. I know? love that dude. Yeah, he's, he's great. Man, that fucking twist. You see when he twists his ankle? Yeah. That shit is fucking horrible, my guy. I seen, I seen that dude live last year, man. Fucking. He's <laughs> a stud, bro. Nah, man. I was courtside for that shit. The way that he, he's so, like, slim, mm-hmm. but that motherfucker just glides on the court, man. Mm-hmm. And um, Gracefully. He's special, man. Yeah. But no, I, I like Jaron Jackson a lot. A lot of people, they give Ja the credit, of, and rightfully so, of course, but. I, I love him as, as a big who's like he's, – he's young as hell too, man. Mm-hmm. He's only like 21, 20. It's crazy how they count these guys out after two, three years. Like, this guy's only Damn. 23 years old. What the fuck do you mean he's done? Yeah. Like, Remember they were doing that with Brandon Ingram? Yeah. B, man, obviously, that's one guy I kind of wish I would have kept. B.I. Yeah. is a fucking dog. Yeah. I knew he was going to – he yeah, score. He's a – he has heart. Yeah. You want – I'd rather have heart, my guy, honestly. I want to yeah. have a dog on my squad. Yeah, no, he, he's the real deal, man. Like, shout out to Kuzma, but fuck, I see some flaws in this game that a lot. Ass, yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking see some flaws in this game. You see, like, the man, he's the worst defensive player I've ever seen sometimes at times, bro. Yeah. Like. Oh, he's so fucking frustrating to watch, dude. Yeah, and I'm no baller, but fuck, I see the game like, bro, what the yeah. fuck is nah, this? No, I mean at the at the end of the day, I, I think like uh, I was 
watching some stuff with uh, Phil Handy online. It was one of the Lakers. Yeah, that, good guy. I, I love good watching guy. Phil stuff online. He had said something too, like you could love the game just as much as a five star recruit could love the game. Mm-hmm. It's just about how you break it down mentally. You may not be able to do the same things physically. You may not be six ten, but you could still love the game. You know what I'm saying? So bro. you look at someone like Pat Summit. I would love to talk to Pat Summit about basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, rest of soul, of course, but like. Or like Becky Hammond, people like that. Like, She's gonna be the first yeah, woman coach. Yeah, I think bro. she is definitely. Um, but like you look at some people like that, you you can kind of um, experience like yo, they they look at the game different because John Wooden used to say he would love watching females play basketball because more than men because the females actually play the game the way the game is supposed so to be played. So fundamentally sound. Yeah. I've always that's what a coach told me. He's like, you earn. You want to watch fundamental ball? You go watch women's basketball. Right. That's what they do. That's what yeah. they. That's what the, they flourish at. Yeah. So and that's kind of like especially me me being on staff now, or been on the staff for a while, I just see it the differently now. Right. It's and I do more individuals. I think I see it like what they need to work on, what they what they would if they could add this to the arsenal. You're yeah. gonna be good, my guy. Yeah. Or just being that guy, just trying to be a mentor to these kids, man. It's been super crazy, dude. That's another thing, COVID fucked up this year for me. What do you feel about Trey Young? He's a great scorer. And and. I don't know if he's a leader, though. Uh-huh. Um, you see him and Collins got a little shit going on right now. Is, is that what they got going on? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I don't see. Don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch a lot of hockey. Be honest. I haven't yeah. watched a lot of the only Laker games, honestly, yeah. bro. But I like Trey. He's he's. He, I think he don't know if he could be a Seth Curry uh-huh. or um, but he could score at will. I like players like that. He has a, he has he has a motherfucking yeah. He can shoot that thing. Yeah, he got cannon for sure. He's accurate. I like that. And he um he does have heart, but does he? Gonna be the, the person you build your team around. I don't know. That, that's what I always like to ask people's like opinion on that because I think like he could get you thirty a game, but I just don't like one sided players. Like, are you Jamal Crawford? That's cool. Julius Randle is like that. Yeah, but he's he's balling this year. Is he? Julius? Yeah, he New York? It. Yes. Oh, okay, I haven't seen. Haven't seen like twenty three and twelve. He has better numbers than AD. It's only ten games in the season. No, I like that. I like. I like. He was that. he was one of those guys where like. I mean, maybe the spotlight was too big in yeah, LA, bro. That, maybe the spotlight's a little too big for him. Playing in LA has got to be crazy. That shadow he was playing into, yeah. it was kind of you know. I felt bad for those young guys because Kobe's last season was awesome, but it was yeah. just you were that spotlight now. You gotta they, they expected they were so really much. Bad too. Yeah, they fucking they horrible. were horrible. They right? did suck, bro. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing. Where I always tell people, you got to put it into context too, like. Those last couple of years where Kobe was balling, like the Lakers were really bad, bad or whatever. But um, He's, no, and no disrespect to my guy Kobe. If you're taking up sixty percent of the cap, what yeah, do you expect? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, how do you feel about Lonzo Ball? I like Zoe, man. I just think I don't know what New Orleans is doing with getting all these point guards. You got George Hill, you got Bledsoe, you got Nikhil Alexander Walker, and you got Zoe all trying to run a one. And, <laughs> yeah, and, but the thing is, he got straps, so like he. Playing defense, like he can sit down in the chair and guard anybody. Dude, he is a good defensive player. I've recognized that when he was in LA. Yeah, but I don't think people like to hear, oh, he could be the next Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. You know, people got Pat fucked up. Like people don't know Patrick Beverly shot forty percent from three his whole career. Mm-hmm. That's that's big time. There's some kids that I know, especially in Bakersfield, who are Pat Beverleys. Yeah, like, they're in your fucking face all game. Right. Like I'd rather have those guys frust- frustrate the the best yeah. player on that squad because. You know these kids they when they get rattled they don't know how to react. Right. They're, not, they're not experienced yet. Yeah. I always tell my kid go go at him. 
the whole yeah. fucking game. I don't want every passing lane clog that bitch up. Yeah. You're gonna get him frustrated and throw him off, and we don't gotta worry about him anymore. You know, I would love Zoe on the Suns. Suns are another Booker. I love Booker, bro. Yeah. Who else? Who else is on that? Squad? Oh, Chris. Man, Chris Paul puts five to ten games. You increase your wins. Easy. Easy. Easy five to ten. Games. I just think he's a headache to probably play with, though. You think so? I'm sure I mean, he's, that's what it looks like. Think I mean, a diva, maybe. I don't want to say a diva. I just think he's hard on his players. Like mm. you got to deal with two coaches. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. You know, because sometimes you just want to be like, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> it's like he's coaching them up and then just yeah, leaving. Like, what? yeah, yeah it's but, crazy. Um, he's a fucking leader, man. Because like, look who he's developed. Like, Bledsoe wouldn't be Bledsoe mm-hmm. if it wasn't for CP. Shea wouldn't be Shea without CP. Like, you got to look at dudes like that, man. But, um, yeah, I just don't know how long he's going to stay there because the contract is crazy. And I think he might retire there mm-hmm. because it's close to L.A. where, where he's, he lives. But um, I would love to see Zoe somewhere like that where he, there's no pressure on him to be a scorer because he's not a scorer, and that's cool, man. But I just think when you're the number two pick and then you see people that went behind you like Tatum and Fox and Mitchell do so well. Fox is like the fastest guy in the league. I, I remember I told you from day one they should have got Fox. Mm-hmm. Fox would have been perfect in LA because he's a dog too. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a six four Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Like I love Fox's game. Like I always have. Even when he was at Kentucky with Monk and them, and that whole team was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I just I just think that whole rookie class was really good. But I think Zoe kind of suffers a little bit because he's not a max player as far as getting the the money. But I think he has potential to be one. Definitely. Like. He had a bad rap too, man. Just because the hype that was coming in, but that was, wasn't on him though. He, he don't talk. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, he don't say shit. I think I hope his pops learned from that shit. I, I think, think he his, did. His his pops hasn't said shit about Melo, which is crazy. But I think he always knew Melo was that good already, because I I, I was never like a, a big um, high school follower as far as like a. The recruits coming up, uh-huh. but for some reason, when you would see Melo on these covers of magazines when he was a sophomore and. I was like, yo, that that's saying a lot. And the way he would get to the to the hole, I'm like, yeah. And even when he played overseas in Lithuania, with all them old ass white dudes like serving are, him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and and when you would see dudes like um, who's uh who's the kid that uh went over there um with them? Fuck, he got drafted by uh, Denver this year. Hampton, R.J. Hampton. Mm-hmm. When R.J. Hampton, who was rated higher than Melo, he we skipped college to go play pro yeah, ball, right? He, okay, I remember they that. both went over there. Okay, and okay. R.J. kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. So you've just seen the difference. Like, yo, this dude was quote-unquote better than Melo coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. But when they went to the same league, RJ struggled heavily mm-hmm. and Melo was bowling. Mm-hmm. So you see now, RJ's not even getting all, he's not getting no playing time in Denver. Mm-hmm. And then um, you see Melo killing. So you think that would, that hurt him then, just skipping that college life to go? Hell no, I think more kids should do that shit. If they ain't paying these kids, I think you should go get the money, man, because – you're one AC. You blow your ACL or something like that. Your draft <laughs> stock is fucked up. You're going through the G League. You're going. You're going through uh, Europe. You're doing anything else. I really hope they the NBA and the NBA does kind of since it is a players' league adapt yeah. to that. We need to go back to if you're good enough to get drafted at 18, you deserve to play in the pros. I say this, man. If you if you're old enough to go to the fucking army and get your head blown off at 18, you're old enough to go play basketball. I feel like that now. This is all not sports, but. Even with tobacco products now, you yeah. gotta be twenty one, like motherfucker. Yeah. Come on, my guy. Who the I, fuck still smokes cigarettes though? <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is swishers. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, guys, like those. I'm like, well, I'm not twenty one. I can buy what the fuck I want. But right. I, I'm looking like, look, but we can go sign up for the army. Right. That was my big um, 
I think on the on the ballot this year it was like uh, voted to put the age of seventeen and a half. Yeah. But if the army could sign this kid up at seventeen and a half, uh-huh. and he was eighteen, you get shipped off. Right. You should be able to vote too, then. Goddamn it! How come you can come to the school and get him at seventeen and a half? Just because I know how. Like I've been, I'm at the school, so they do get these seventeen and a half. Recruit them. Your parents' permission. When mm-hmm. you turn eighteen, you can go ahead and go. Yeah. You should be able to vote then. Hell yeah. Like if you're eighteen, by the time the presidential um, elections come, you can vote in the primaries if you're seventeen and a half. That's cool. I agree. I think that's that's just me going. But going back to the NBA. If they're good enough to play, let the boys play, dude. Yeah, for sure. Get the money. Boxing. We got to talk boxing. See, who's coming up? We got, um, did you like Ryan Garcia's rant <laughs> on the Tyson podcast? I think Ryan Garcia better watch the fight his mouth. Because <laughs> Ryan got dropped by someone who's not even a power puncher. Campbell is not a power puncher I at like all. Campbell a lot, though. He's an Olympic fighter. Mm-hmm. But I just think. You're not getting, you're not surviving that shot from Tank Definitely at all, not. at all. Because you've seen Leo, who has a pretty decent shin. Yes, he's a warrior, bro. Yeah. Leo's one of my guys. Leo's bad. really my guy too. Yeah. Kicked him a couple, a couple times. He's a good guy. Yeah, I, he's I a like fucking Leo dog, a bro. But I, I, I don't know why he took the fight though, because he didn't have punching power. At, and you're moving up. He yeah, moved up. Huh? I'm like, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the, that that boxing. I mean, I think that's a fun fight for the fans. But I think Tank. It's a highlight knockout Definitely. on Ryan. I, and, you know, I like how Tyson called him up and said, look at this man talking crazy. Yeah, That's I OG know, I, I think a lot of people know. I mean, I know some people may not like Tank or whatever and, and understandably so. They look at his, like, issues and shit like that. But um, I think, like, someone like Ryan... Who showed a lot in that Campbell fight? I don't want to he take that He definitely learned. He learned a lot. He yeah, got some experience. But he don't move his fucking head, and nope. he's flat footed. That's mm-hmm. the part that's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's so fast that he could fight flat footed. Mm-hmm. If you fight a slick boxer who has a little bit of punching power, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Because I think Campbell knew that he could drive him, so he just stayed in the pocket the whole time. He went with that nasty ass left hook to the body. But um, God, he and he, you know what? People with the Santa Cruz fight too. He was looking for that uppercut yeah. since the first round. Yeah. Just, he knew it was just a matter of time. Yeah, and not only that too, though. But like, Santa Cruz is a volume puncher, mm-hmm. and it's one thing if you're going to be defensive, and and be defensive, mm-hmm. but to try to be defensive in spots and then still try to put out that output like it's a normal fight when you're fighting that, you know. You're going to get caught. Yeah, in the 120s, like you're going to get caught really bad. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad for him because I was going for him, of course. I love Leo, dude. Yeah, but he, and he's a good dude, of course. But take me to, you know what? It's all about, there's always a next guy up in boxing. Yeah. That's just the UFC too. Every combat sport is always think, the next guy up. You think uh, that we get uh, Crawford and uh, Spence this year? Nope. God, I don't have any faith in that type of shit anymore, bro. I think Manny and Floyd, look how long it took them. And this isn't they, even the caliber of fight. It's not even yeah, close to that. Right. Um, no disrespect to Spencer Crawford, but they just don't have the accolades that they, those guys had. Yeah. And just the way that, look at Bob. Look at the way he's treating him, Terrence Crawford, bro. That's how nice. dare you? That's we, nice. And we know, coming from you know what we, the background we have, promoter, get yeah. the, that's your job. Right. It's not my job. You want me here? I'm in here. How are you didn't, gonna blame my had, guy? When he fought Khan at Madison Square Garden, they sold that out. That's um, what I was shoving. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I'm sure they're gonna probably just they're gonna probably get out to Khan. Khan's a little more world True. world renowned and shit. You I know, I always fuck with Amir Khan too. I don't know why. I felt bad when he fought Canelo. Bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I already knew he was gonna sacrifice his ass, but like I don't know why. It was like the whole Victor Ortiz syndrome. Yeah, where I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching this fight, but I just like this dude. He didn't get his ass whooped. Like that whole clique, like Brandon Rios, um, Johnny Tapia. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why the fuck I love these fighters. When mm-hmm. if you look back, like 
not the greatest fighter. Ruslan Provodikov, is that yeah, his name? Yeah. Bradley in that big ass war. Yeah. He didn't win. Really, he didn't win that many big right. fights, but I love watching him because yeah, I knew what I was gonna get. Yeah, a thousand punches, a right. fucking uh, a fight, and he was just gonna leave it all to the fucking. Uh, Matisse, Matisse fucked his ass up too, right? Yeah, dog. Yeah. Matisse fucked up like, our Bakersfield boy too, dude. He, yeah. he has a yeah, little resume, yeah. you know. Yeah, he did. Um, I think what's how do you feel about the Spence and Crawford fight? I I don't. I'm kind of on the same boat as you, man, but I just think, like, what other fights are there for them to get? Like In the event it does, in the fantasy world, if it gets made, who do you have, though? Man. I look at, I've never seen a bad performance from Buck Crawford at all. And that was me nitpicking because I wasn't the biggest fan for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because he was always fighting in Nebraska that fucking bothered mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Or when he fought Benavides and Benavides was on one leg mm-hmm. after getting shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, man, like, I don't know why. But for some reason, I think that dude is just special, man. And I'd probably go with, with Crawford right now. Mm-hmm. And I, But then again, I don't know. Because, like, I look at how dominant Spence was when he fought Mikey and when he fought Danny recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But I, I'm going with Bud right now. I think it's an even matchup. I think you can make an argument for both. Yeah. Honestly, make right. an argument. Spence is one of those guys, too. If you do make a mistake, he's going to take advantage yeah. of it. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, who, what was a... Who was um, who was Spence's last knockout? Was it Garcia? No, he didn't knock him out. Did he? No, I thought he did. Or maybe a stoppage. No, they they went. He he got he swept twelve zero. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Was it Pauly? Malinaji? Maybe because he didn't stop uh, Porter either, right? Nope, he didn't. No, yeah. I went twelve two. Yeah. And see, Porter, man, I wish he just had someone to take. Like, why are you taking unnecessary risks for, my guy? Yeah. Even with Broner, when he fought Broner in the 11th round, 12th round, mm-hmm. he got knocked out in the first minute. I'm not a big Sean P fan. I don't know why. I love Sean P, but just um, he's a B fighter. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say it, but there are tears to this shit. And that's I, okay. I, I wouldn't call him a B fighter. I think he's an A minus fighter because mm-hmm. he's a lot better than some of the guys that I would consider B fighters. But um, I just don't see him beating. Bud, I don't see him beating Mikey. I don't see him beating uh, Arrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, him and Keith will be a good fight again. I would like to see. Oh, that that first one was awesome. That don't like. I know everybody uses the word classic, but that was a yeah. a memorable fight. How about that? That was no, a memorable. There were no fight. drops in that fight, though, right? No, they but they just, man, they would hog. But yeah. was, they were meant to fight to each other. It was one yeah. of those. They were meant for each other. I bro. still can't believe Keith got dusted up like that <laughs> against Pac. Pacquiao. Pac fucked him up. Like, Pac looked like he was 25 or The IQ is crazy, right? Yeah, just those angles, beautiful. He, those fucking angles, and he just took the experience, dude. Nope. Yeah. Dermot's Durman, been in some big fights. Yeah. But when you go, I don't, there's A fighters, but there's those elite fighters. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, because that was it. He made, like, Keith look like he was, like, an undercard fighter on mm-hmm. that fight. And But that was the biggest thing where I wasn't, I kind of put Porter in the same, like, bracket for some reason. Because... The thing where you see skill when you see Spence, you see skill when you see Crawford, you see skill when you see Mikey, even Danny. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't see skill. I mean, I know they have it, of course. I'm not saying that they're, like, trash. No, but, definitely. But, like, I don't see the amount of skill from Sean Porter or Keith Thurman that I do from the guys I just mentioned, even yeah. though they both beat Danny Garcia. They kind of have, like, one like one trick pony, right? A little bit. The thing with, with Porter, he just fights really, like, grimy or whatever, like, he could be a dirty fighter. Yeah, he could be a dirty fighter. And the thing is, I'm like, where's the punching power? Like, you built like a tank. Mm-hmm. You look like Tyson. Like, mm-hmm. you have the like the like the volume. But I'm like, why are you dropping nobody? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Definitely, it's crazy. I like seeing Manny with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I think he thought. I think everybody wrote him off with that Thurman fight. Yeah. 
And so let me see your opinion on this because I have this conversation on the pod a couple times too. In the event Manny fights either or um, Spencer Crawford, if he defeats one of those guys soundly, yeah. no fucking controversy, uh-huh. is he a top five ever? Oh. Just his resume. I know, but something about Pac's resume. Because I, I remember when he fought. Barrera and Morales and how he looked. Mm-hmm. That's not the same motherfucker. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, no. I, I feel like there's, like there's there's funny business there. Um, And how bad he looked during that stretch when he took those L's. Like, from Floyd and the, who was the white cat? Uh, Horn. Yeah, Horn. Like, I was like, that's not the same. What the fuck was up with that? Huh? Right. I, and, and that's how I was like, yo, like, I don't know. But, like, as far as, like, impact and excitement, Definitely a top five dude, but when you dig in the top five, you think about the Ali's, you think about Tyson, Prime Tyson's, Leonard's. You got Tyson in the top five? No. Okay. I'm talking about uh, Impact. Impact. Okay. Impact. Impact. Definitely. See, yeah. Yeah. My thing was always with Tyson. I get a lot of heat for this shit on my Twitter. He lost all his big fights. Who did he beat after fucking, um, after he lost, after he lost a Buster? Not only that, but even like his biggest win was probably what Larry Holmes was over the hill. Mm-hmm. Maybe sick Larry Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I feel like, and I'm not hating on Ty. His impact was great. He's a legend, <laughs> but he didn't beat nobody after Buster. He Douglas. was he was dusting them white firefighting looking motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, the, 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 the fights that Pac was at. Yeah, definitely, bro. <laughs> the big old. Uh, undercover cop looking motherfuckers from like New tuna, Jersey tuna fights bro yeah, That's Mark like... Bavaro looking motherfuckers <laughs> yeah he bro. was dusting them dudes up like in the mid 90s but these but... guys had no fucking chance yeah yeah but as far as like you know even uh, the Holyfield fights or the, Len- the Lewis fight cause even when Buster Douglas people forget Buster Douglas was a really good fighter he just had weight issues mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he was some scrub or whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah I just the, the height difference is crazy man mm-hmm. but um no, I, I don't have him in my top five. No way. I, and, uh, that's no hate on Mike Tyson. I, I love, love Mike. I love Mike's, Mike's my Allen Iverson. Like, okay. I don't have Allen in my top five of all time, but he's probably my favorite guy that I rooted for. And I love, like, just I'm sure with Iverson too, just the way he plays his game. Yeah, Look at the it was way, real. Tyson has angles. Tyson's a yeah. fucking dog. He's he's gonna hit you. Yeah. you he's gonna eat it too. Yeah, I respect that hundred percent. Right. Everything he has. He, any fighter who wants to be a fighter definitely look at Mike Tyson. But I'm talking about the resumes, win losses. Yeah. I can't really put him there, right? Because look at Ali. Ali did lose yeah. a couple fights, but he yeah. bounced back. Yeah, I got an Ali hoodie on right now. Like Ali is my definitely. goat. Because oh, I remember that was my dad's favorite fighter growing up. Mm-hmm. Him and Salvador uh, Lopez. Man, so sad. Yeah, I wish more people that's knew. what I was named after that. God, no, not yeah. that many people know. And mm-hmm. I, I found him kind of like maybe 17, 18, 19 yeah. when YouTube was finally hitting. Mm-hmm. And Great yeah. fucking fighter, bro. Amazing Warrior. Fighter. Well, so young. Yeah, man. I think he was like 23 when he passed yeah, away. That's so sad, bro. Yeah. Just, I. That's why I really get sad. Just, it's kind of Sanchez is kind of like the Kobe situation. They had so much more yeah. to give after their but career. I, but at least with Kobe, you've seen him win. Yeah, man. With the uh, Sal, like you didn't get those. You didn't get that chance. Yeah, dude. Oh, whatever. Um. Was the one gets uh, was it Refredo? Was it Ramirez? Uh, oh, Benitez. The, yeah, yeah. The, oh the my Puerto Rican. God, fifteen rounds yeah. too, bro. Yeah, that oh, was amazing. Outdoors, mm-hmm. it was beautiful, man. Eighty shit. Yeah, yeah dude. That was, was fighting outdoors, man. man. 
But yeah, anybody out there, go check that out on YouTube, man. Look, the entrances, like, he was a superstar. People loved him, bro. Yeah. Like, they adored him. It was crazy. With Chocolito fought, um, the whole, I forgot his name. He was at Carson a couple years ago. Uh-huh. This one, Chocolito was top, yeah. ranked number one. Yeah. And he went, I think he went, um, I think he went a weight class up. I forgot the guy he was fine. I think this guy was a Filipino. If I look it up, I'm sure I'll find him. This is their second belt. And, dog, when he got knocked out, Never. That's why I love boxing. Yeah. The the emotion from the people. Yeah. People were fucking tears, bro. Yeah. Like and Chocolito was the man. That was one of my favorite fights ever. He's one of my to talk about that. He's one of my favorite fighters ever. Yeah. Chocolito. He's always gonna go down. But that night was like this is boxing right yeah. here. It was a special night. I knew yeah. it was a special that's night. That's why it's the sweet science, man. Like a lot of people, because I love boxing more than UFC. But I'm more in tune with UFC for the fact that in UFC. Or in mixed martial arts, there's no ducking nobody. There's only one. There's there's no different promoters. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get the best fights eventually. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get Khabib against Conor. You're gonna get you're gonna get those fights. Mm-hmm. When in boxing, there's so many politics in it. But as far as like the beauty of it, I think boxing is boxing and probably soccer are the most purest sports because it's so limited on what you can do. Mm-hmm. Soccer, you use your legs, you kick, and you may head headbutt the ball. Mm-hmm. Boxing, you got right and left and yeah. you gotta mix it up and you gotta good wizard defense at. yeah yeah it's a, that's why it's a sweet science like me and you have the same exact tools but I use mine different than yours mm-hmm. so I think that's why it's a big thing but that's why it's so disappointing and disheartening as a boxing fan who grew up in a boxing fan family like boxing was our main shit mm-hmm. um, to not get the fights like fuck I remember seeing um Chavez fight Pernell Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Chavez fight at La Jolla. I remember seeing the biggest fights we got them growing up. Mm-hmm. I remember almost I was young as hell, but I remember part two of the Chavez and De La Jolla. Yeah, De La Jolla fucked. Them I up, remember man. Corte and De La Jolla. Yeah, uh, like Corte. Uh, Trinidad, yeah. but Hopkins, Sugar Ray, and Trinidad, Trinidad against Vargas. Yes, that Winky, was Winky great. versus Mosley was mm-hmm. a big fight, that was bro. A big ass fight. I remember these things, man. But I've always been infected with boxing, yeah. dude. Which I've always. When do you think boxing went bad? Once uh, Floyd took over, I think when Floyd took over, bro. When honestly, when De La Hoya was gone, because he was a star, there's not many stars anymore. But at least we were still getting like the Castillo Corrales fights. Yeah, but that was more for the boxing purist, I think. But there were still big fights. Yeah, though. definitely. See, I was see, I was kind of maybe they. I was kind of younger at that like, time. Nowadays, you can't even get like a purist fight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's rare. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants to be the big dude mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think. Floyd kind of fucked that up a little bit. And I don't want to say fucked that up in a bad way because obviously he's one of the best, but I think it became like the 50 cent thing with the music industry about numbers. Mm-hmm. I got to have the number one album. This mm-hmm. is how many I had on SoundScan. Well, this is how many pay-per-views I had for my fight. I think when the heavyweight division kind of faded out too, bro. Think but when- people weren't really rocking with the clips goes like that. No, exactly. Yeah, like, they, I wasn't jacking them like that. Yeah, like that. If that whole, I don't want to sound a certain way, but that whole UK flavor, like I wasn't really fucking with it. They're boring fighters. Yeah, they're, they're really point, they're point fighters. based fighters, and I, I never really fuck with them like that. Like, I know, I know, I'm jumping a little bit, but like with Kell Brook, I was never a big fan of Kell Brook like that. But I was a fan of Amir Khan because of the speed. Mm-hmm. But look, he was getting clapped all the time now. And we were out that we were at the uh, no, what was it? Whatever, but Brooke, when he beat Porter, that was yeah. when he opened my eyes. Yeah. Like, okay, this motherfucker. That was the first fight that I seen. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that dude got super skills. Mm-hmm. And even when he fought uh, Spence, that was a good fight for the first couple rounds. Yeah, it was even. Yeah. I think he was winning, but shit. Again, he just wasn't. He just, when you're in there with a the dog and he's going to take advantage of you, he's looking for your weakness, he's going to attack right. you. Boxing, though, dude, it just needs. 
It needs stars. Yeah. And it's one of those things too. Who's gonna be that star to beat Manny? Beat yeah. Manny down. Just like the way Manny beat down Oscar. But the thing is, is it really gonna Alright, cause the thing is when Manny beat Oscar, there was still Mayweather out there. Mm-hmm. To catapult that. Has to be some competitor. So yeah. if someone beats and you gotta look at it too, when Manny beat Oscar, it was an old washed Oscar. Mm-hmm. But People were looking at it like, oh, they were excited because they knew that there was still a quote-unquote Ricky Hatton fight mm-hmm. or who was the biggest UK star. Mm-hmm. They knew the Mayweather fight was out there. So they knew that there's two big money fights ahead. When somebody beats Pacquiao now, it's an old Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. Who's the money fights after that? So you know how we say old fighters? Uh-huh. You think we look back on history. Do we look at that, though? or Is that kind of, how do I say this? Ali beat an old uh, Linston. You know right. what I mean? Ali yeah. beat, uh, or fucking who beat? Um, Joe Frazier beat an over-the-hill fucking Ali at that time. Yeah. Like, is that does that matter when we look back in history, though? Well, Larry Holmes is the one who beat the over-the-top oh, Ali. Larry Holmes, yeah, yeah. Does that matter, though? I think it's still, I think with boxing, the way I look at it, they still beat them. Though. Right. It's still on the resume, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? I think it's, the, I think it's De La Hoya. Fighting Chavez, beating Chavez, yeah. it's that passage of the torch. The young dog's always gonna come yeah. up on the old dog. You know I just what think I mean? it depends on who the old dog is. Like, is he a fan favorite or mm-hmm. not? Because Definitely. Ali was a fan favorite, so people hated Holmes forever because of that. Did people hate Delahoya when he beat the fuck yes. out Chavez? Okay, yes. I heard yeah. that before. He, just... he, he didn't get the respect. Like, you were either a Vargas fan mm-hmm. or a Delahoya fan, because to the Mexican community, mm-hmm. Vargas was more like. Chavez was he, was he was amongst us Yeah While De La Hoya was celebrated As the pretty boy East LA dude Who spoke perfectly good Spanish His parents were from Mexico But once you seen it He was yeah, He was like a He was dating the white women and, Yeah You know what yeah, I'm saying Definitely like, No that matters Yeah yes. it matters a lot That matters a lot It matters bro. a lot Especially the Boxing purists mm-hmm. That's why Canelo is Canelo because Canelo is certified 100% Mexican. That's why the Marquezes are the Marquezes, the Barreras are the Barreras. They're solidified. Even to this day, Oscar's not loved like that. He's just, yeah, you're yeah, right. You know, Vargas gets more love than Oscar now. Like I think I always think like De La Hoya is more mainstream. Yeah, no, He's, absolutely. He was Sugar Ray Leonard because that was the way it was. Like back in the day, you were either a Hagler or a Hitman Hearns or instead of a Sugar Ray Leonard fan mm-hmm. or whatever because of that same aspect. A little pretty boy dude Super quick Or whatever But exciting as fuck mm-hmm. Olympian But we like this dude From Detroit mm-hmm. We like this dude From Philadelphia He's us He's one of us Yes definitely Or whatever And um, I think that That was one of the biggest It was like wrestling You know when you like heels like, Yeah definitely We weren't bro. supposed to like Stone Cold the way We like Stone Cold mm-hmm. We just did because We felt there was a part Of us in there mm-hmm. Or whatever I was a Shawn Michaels dude Growing yeah. up Tight, tight. You know what I'm saying? So like, best dude, one of the best work we can go into wrestling too. Best workers in the in yeah, ever to do it, bro. Yeah. Do you watch wrestling now? No, no, you don't? I haven't watched wrestling in a while. But I, I, st- I like historian wise, I remember it mm-hmm. growing up because if I couldn't get boxing on, I couldn't get box. If I couldn't get boxing on, it was basketball. If I couldn't get basketball on, it was football. If it wasn't football, it was wrestling. Like I always had to need some form of entertainment. Believe it or not, bro, a lot of my, I guess. My traits I have are from wrestling, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. My dad used to oh, my dad gave me this book a long time ago. I was a kid. You know, Andre Giant was the boss. You know, yeah. everybody paid respect to Andre. So that's how I got the idea. Especially when my dad told me, when my deal walked in, he walked, he fucking shake his hand. 
wrestling, you walk in, you shake everybody's hand in the fucking locker room, bro. Gotcha. Doesn't matter if they fuck with you or not. Right. Just to respect. And that's yeah. kind of what I've always taken with business. Like Vince McMahon's one of my fucking idols, bro. Right. Just his you go with it what you have. I've done that so many times with DJing, forget some shit. I just gotta go with what I got. I gotta rock it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like wrestling dude is it's more than just what the fuck you see in the ring. Oh it's yeah. Behind no, the I, scenes, I bro. I don't even like uh the rest I like the storylines more than anything. Yeah. Because definitely. I'm so big like on movies and mm-hmm. and scripts and shit. And I was like I was tripping out when I found out Freddie Prince Jr. was one of the main Writers, yeah, man. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, fucking had a love for it, dude. Yeah, and gave him a shot. Yeah, and not only that though, but like, uh, like, what is that? Uh, shit on Vice. What is that? Beyond the Ring. Yeah, Beyond that, the dude, dark I, shit. Yeah, dark and shit. That's why I was like, I don't consider myself a wrestling fan, but like, if you ask me anything from like '88 to like 2000, I'm pretty familiar with it. That was the old Wild West back yeah. in the day when they had it territories. Was, and yeah, shit. it was prior to the um, the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember those or whatever, but like, um, I think it, the last WrestleMania that I fucking was invested in was the uh, HBK Tyson and Stone Cold. Yeah, that was beautiful, dude. Yeah. And Tyson, Mike Shawn Michaels, unbeknownst to us at the time, was so fucked up yeah, physically. He was. Like, and now if you look at it with that eye, like, oh, yeah. he was fucking getting mm-hmm. carried the whole time. Yeah, but the whole Montreal screw job, oh, I'm into all that yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. Because to me, it, it, it's a part of my childhood that I just can't let go. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not, I don't, I'd be lying if I said I watch I don't, yeah. or whatever, but like, from 88 to 2000, that's, I remember it. I, I love that what. era, bro. Yeah. I love, I love, I, I, it was superhero-like to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, um, the fucking, uh. What, what was what was the WrestleMania six tagline for Ultimate Warrior and uh the unstoppable two, yeah or force. two worlds collide or yeah. some shit? I remember they had the white belt. The mm-hmm. inter- that shit was crazy. And mm-hmm. then when you watch like the old um, documentary, you're like, damn, the Ultimate Warrior was a really bad wrestler. Yeah, he was really fucking and horrible. He was a shitty person. Yeah, yeah, he was a and, shitty person. And I was like, bro. damn. And, and you look at shit like that, and you're like, I remember I used to hate the breath of him at heart, but now I'm like, I love that dude because I look at him like he was so good. And and I love Brett too, but now you realize as a man, yeah. the motherfucker was a mark for himself. Right. He was in love with himself. Yeah. He put his and he did put himself above the the business. Right. You know what I mean? Just with the Montreal screw yeah. screw job, he wasn't trying to do. Business. He had the hardest line I've ever. Done. What is it? The, the best there is. The, the best. best there was. The best. That's fucking hard. I'm like, yeah, that is hard. I was like, I fuck with that. And of course, Ric Flair. That's why I fuck with West Side Gun. He does yeah. a lot of wrestling yeah. um, references in yeah. his music. I love that shit, yeah. bro. Yeah. I think. Um, like I was talking about giving back, a lot of people. This is a quick story. Yeah. Um. So like Art Anderson, I'm sure you know who the enforcer yeah. is. Whoever his mentor was, uh, trained him. You know, I, I see something in you, kid. I want to help you out. Yeah. Help you out. So when Art Anderson finally got to that point, I'm making some money now. How could I repay you? Whoever the hell was training him, he's like, you repay me by finding someone the way I found you and giving them the exact same fucking knowledge that I gave you. Wow. Because that's how we give to the give to the business. You're not giving to me. Fuck me. It's about the business. Right. And I've always taken that like that means something. That's why I was like with the younger generation. That's why I was asking like I think we are giving back to if maybe not the business but the culture of what we love to do yeah. and it blessed us, bro, cuz I think I'm sure you could relate. 
Music helped me grow as a man. Yeah. It helped me teach me things my mom and dad could never teach me, my guy. Absolutely. Um, so I really take a lot of pride in just giving back to the business. You know what I mean? And business could be just, the way I look at it, business is life. Yeah. If I could help somebody, if I could find someone the way Chris found me, mm-hmm. I want to do right. that. That would be dope. I yeah. would love that. And I don't go searching for it. It's going to be honestly the way that I found him, but just one day just walking down the halls. Yeah. And that's kind of like life, bro. Like, And that's kind of, I'm glad that we still have that respect for each other. Of course. Because I look at that too, like you how at that you didn't, I don't think you knew how much seeing you do your thing guided me in a direction that I, okay I want to do that yeah and I and I just support you always gave me like I said even a text message yo yeah. I see you um you know keep grinding I'm yeah. proud of you and that means a lot my guy it's genuine though man yeah like I, I know said, I know how hard it is to to do anything outside of the normal mm-hmm. and earn some money with it yeah even if it's a little money you earn that shit because mm-hmm. everybody uh, is logical for someone to wake up in the morning go to work clock out go back home and that's respectful it's honorable that's fine but do you know how hard it is to have a trait i dj grind, yeah i dj i podcast mm-hmm. i i do this i do shirts like that to learn any amount of dollar it's commendable and, and you got to respect that and, and 2020 bro and at least and, and i'm blessed 2020 was my best year right you told and, me that. it was it's crazy bro and like i and how do you know that i i'm a good i keep everything in this motherfucker right. every dollar has to be because just what i can know you know That's what i'm smart. saying and i'm i'm blessed bro like i'm lucky i'm everything that i went through in the rap life and mm. this life in general brought me to where i need to be now yeah and it's a blessing though, Sal. It's 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 a blessing, my guy. I'm I'm so lucky, yeah, dude. I'm proud of you, man. Like guys like you, DJ Mike. And he probably doesn't even know how much I looked up to him. Yeah. I always wanted to DJ. Yeah. Always, it's in my blood, bro. It's yeah, literally man. in my fucking blood. Absolutely. My guy, DJ Party Boy, I'm DJ Chuck. All these DJs I seen growing up, I just didn't. I wasn't. I just wasn't aware, you know, but I seen these guys rocking shows. Yeah. DJ Ace. I know you know who DJ Ace. Shout out, to, shout out to DJ Ace. Legend. And nobody I've never seen nobody rock a party like Ace. And dude, he's such he was it always don't matter how big the crowd is, that's a motherfucking DJ right there. He's always always so good to me. Well, he didn't have to be yeah, though, my genuine, guy. Legit. He, I remember doing shows at Replay. He would fucking help me. I I would get into it because I was young. Yeah. Couldn't come in. He's right. like, no, let him in. He's a good guy. Yep. Like, even with guys I was rocking with, I don't remember if you know, like, E-Double, like, the Valley Boys crew. Yeah. You know, and, and they know, too. I could tell them this in their face. We did. We had a bad falling out, bro. Right. I was just a young guy, and I felt like they wanted more from me than anybody else was giving. How come these motherfuckers are doing it? Why do I got to right. do it? Right, right. And... It was just I still got love for them. But rest in peace, Jay Knox. Jay Knox, man, man, Salute. Prince of the Patch, my guy. That was my guy, man. I always see him with his do rag on. We was always, <laughs> we'd always bump into each other at the barbershop. That was my guy. And we'd bro. always just talk about everything, man. So young, yeah, so young, bro. Yeah. Shout out to E Double, man. Put me on so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the epics, John, yeah, John, shout, man, shout the epics. John, the, yeah, dude, the old John Murrow and Jason. Jason's my guy, but John really helped me with my ear. Yeah, that's awesome. And he's a, and I can't wait. To, I, w- I hope to get him on the podcast one yeah, day. Yeah, that'd be but dope, man. That'd those, be super dope. Like those guys, like even Jay Swag, your boy Jay. That's my dog. That's my, my brother, guy. Man. My first feature ever here, the first rapper to ever say, "I'll do, I'll go on your shit." Yeah. Like I'll never forget that type of stuff, bro. Yeah. I meant that it's crazy. So like, 
it's all that, man. all that stuff, man, just really means a lot, dude. I never took any of that stuff for granted. I want you to know that, like when oh, we man. kicked it at that music video, or we went to, you know, we were at replay and shit. Yeah. You taught me a valuable yeah. lesson. <laughs> when they could talk about it here, you taught me a valuable lesson that night. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, this is yeah, that he's right. Yeah, like things like that invited me to, you know, Sophie's baby, a baby shower where she wasn't yeah. even here yet. You and know, what birthday I mean? party. You were there for the first birthday party. Was too? I? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, you went twice, dude. Remember that day? I yeah. we were wilding out oh, all day, man. and then my boy. I had to go back to Bakersfield yeah. for the wedding. I was like, this motherfucker just, he was here all day. And then I see on the social media, he's at some other party with a 12 pack of, of Dos Equis. I'm like, this motherfucker does not stop. I was fucking, dude. <laughs> and I try to be like that now. Not with yeah. the whole 12 pack of Dos Equis, but right. I try not to stop. Right. That's good. I, I can't, my guy. Like, there's, I learned too, like, throughout the years, like, there's not going to be many chances for us to live this life if right. there is another life. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah. going to do what I got to do now, though. For sure, I man. think it's just a must, my G. It's a must, man. Yeah, man. Just kind of. So speaking of a must, I got this shirt for you, my guy. Oh yeah, I'm about to rock that for I sure. I need that, man. This is that exclusive limited edition. I'm not making any more of these, bro. This is just wherever it has it has oh, it. Man. Oh, I need that. That's gonna look good with some cement threes, man. Yeah, man. You know, I gotta get drippy. Yeah, bro. That's that's where it's at, my guy. Yes, sir. Um, real fast, which one last? I guess we go one last segue. Back to boxing. Who do you got for Joshua and Fury? Uh, Fury gonna wipe his ass out. I think so too. He got heart. We seen that with the Wilder fight. No, Heart's fight everything. Who was the dude when he had that nasty ass cut? Um, the one fight before the Fury fight. The the one fight before the Wilder fight. But with um with Tyson, right? Yes. Tyson, who was it? He had a crazy ass cut. I forgot his damn name. They, they should have stopped the fight. But he just powered through and he won the decision. But it was a that showed me everything. He and I hate making the comparison because I think people do it all the time. But man, he is Ali like the way he moves, the yeah. way he uses his length. He's he has the same arm length as Ali. He moves the same way. He he picks his he picks his spots too. Ali was great at that. He's gonna pick his spots. Fury is he's, he could be up there. Yeah, I, I I won't say he's Ali like because that's I mean that's my goat definitely. or whatever. But um, I could definitely say he's one of the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And um, him being that big and utilize the jab and the footwork like that is beautiful to watch. Um, I just wish there was a little bit more power in the right hand. Uh huh. But um, that that that's fine. But um, no, he's one of my favorites and definitely I think he's the superstar boxing needs because. That dude straight up sing right after the fight. Like, yeah, see, <laughs> going face, to some Aerosmith shit. And, uh, I always say, face a boxer, and that was Canelo and Fury, hands yeah, down. Canelo, just special man. I think, man, how do you think? You think Golden Boys gonna recover from this? Yeah, they always do, right? Yeah, they always do. Uh, if they don't find someone like Canelo, they'll find, they'll 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 poach someone away from a uh, PBC. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know; they could probably do a crazy deal with Mikey Garcia. So they'll be fine. The biggest thing is, I don't know how the zone. Um, I don't know. I don't know how people like the zone. I don't know how they could say, "Hey, we're gonna pay for these fights on a case to case basis." Like you choose when you pay for my licensing yeah. fees or what? That's bullshit. If yeah. you're gonna pay for it, no matter who I fight, and not only that though, but I think uh, they're never really gonna know until they they figure out what's gonna happen with COVID and the crowds, mm-hmm. because a lot of the gate money that they get, that's a lot of the take home money for the promotion. Mm-hmm. So Dana White was saying something about that too, where he says we're like on thin ice right now. We went a whole year. Giving you guys really good fights with no gate, like even though UFC fighters get paid shit, but um that's horrible. But yeah, boxing would never do that. You know mm-hmm. that's why they had to do Tank 
with at least 10,000 fans there in the Alamo Dome. It holds 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. But do you understand how expensive those 10,000 tickets were? Mm -hmm. Like, they made a good good amount. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's hard to even gauge fights moving forward because I can't pay you $30 million if I'm not making nothing off the gate. That's why I do kind of feel bar him in that aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're losing. This This isn't the good time for yeah. any business right now. It's fucking, it's a shitty time, dude. But what I wanted to say more than anything, Teofimo Lopez is the next superstar boxing. <laughs> That's my dog. I'll support anything. I buy his merch. Whatever he does, I'm with. Because to me, he is exactly what the sport needs. Mm -hmm. Anytime, anywhere, anybody. Mm -hmm. Don't care if I lose. I'm not trying to lose, but I need to fight the best to see how good I am. Yes. And I think that's what showed a lot because people could have easily said, oh, you're going to lose to Lomachenko. He was like, I don't care. I want that fight. Lomachenko isn't a walk in the park at all. No, Lomachenko is one of the greats. Yes. Or whatever. But at the same time, it's like he, for him wanting that fight, I was like, I'm a fan already. I don't give a fuck how this goes. Mm -hmm. He could have easily racked up a gang of wins. Like, oh, let me just get these tomato cans and the Ryan, the Ryan yeah, Garcia route. Exactly. Even like, the Devin Haney fucking route. He's fought so many people in fucking Tijuana. That's Devin they padded Haney, they padded his record. Devin Haney wants no parts of Lopez. No, not at all, bro. And that's the biggest thing where I'm like, I think. And I think Lopez knows that. Mm -hmm. I think Tank wants no parts of Lopez. Mm -hmm. I think they all know that because when he adapted to the Matrix, mm -hmm. we've never seen that. Mm -hmm. People thought, I thought he was going to go, I'm, I'm going to try to fuck him up. Mm -hmm. Nah, he was like, I'm going to outbox the best boxer in the world. The man who's had thousands of yeah, rounds. Yeah, bro. And fuck. that's the thing. I was like, yo, I think people sleep on that. The real no, but the casual fan needs to know. Like, you guys are worried about Ryan Garcia and Tank. You need to look into Teofimo Lopez because that's a motherfucking box mm -hmm. or whatever. So that's my dude. That's my final thing. Like, yo, Sonny, who do you want people to watch? MMA, boxing, basketball. Teofimo Lopez is who you guys need to watch. And I know you asked me, I would hurt boxing or when the boxing fall off. It's when Mayweather never lost. Right. That O fucked a lot of things up, yeah, dude. Because everybody, they see that O and then that once it's gone, it's like, oh, he's done. The yeah. old was one of the worst things that happened to boxing, in my opinion. That's why I'm glad Lomachenko lost his first fight. Mm -hmm. Salito. Yeah, Salito's a crazy God, motherfucker. Salito's a great motherfucker. Yeah, dude. And, yeah. He, and like like people say gatekeeper, I'm like, no, those are the dudes, like, they deserve a place. Mm -hmm. They deserve a respect because those dudes are not walk walkovers, and you're going to have to earn that win if you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why when he lost, I was like, oh, that's good for him because that just made him better. Mm -hmm. And he knew this, is, this isn't the amateur game anymore. Right. I think right. he learned that. Yeah, Salito was hitting him in the dick like mad times, like because he knew he was like, I'd rather fucking take this disqualification mm -hmm. or get a point deducted, but I know he's hurting the rest of the fight, mm -hmm. and I could start getting these rounds and building a lead. So I'll sacrifice losing a point or two. If I if I win eight rounds and I only lose two, mm -hmm. I win the fight mm -hmm. or whatever. That's smart. OG savvy shit Yeah definitely Or whatever So I look at those dudes Like I looked at like Rajah Bell and, and Matt Barnes In the NBA Like those dudes deserve Just as much Just as much as respect As a superstar Because those dudes Earned They, they stripes in the league Definitely They might have bounced On 12 teams But you understand How hard it is To get to the league A and B To fucking make another, 12 teams Yes another, That's another thing People kind of sleep on Like yeah. these are the Literally the best Of basketball players yeah, In the fucking smartest world Smartest dudes They usually become coaches Like 
dudes like Kevin Ali, mm-hmm. fucking uh, dudes like Eric Snow. Like pe- they're not superstars, but like to a basketball fan, you know, oh, they mm-hmm. got so and so. Oh, that's gonna help because it got, it's gonna help in practice. Mm-hmm. It's gonna help in preparation and tape. Rondo, things like that. Rondo hasn't been great since fucking 2009. Mm-hmm. But look how important he was to the Lakers when they won the championship. A lot of people don't understand how important have good practice players. That's the biggest part. That's cool. And then you know, this is kind of different levels. But even like in the high school game, like yo, you're a pa- you're a practice player. Yeah, you're gonna make these guys better, and that's what we need. You. That's your role. Everybody needs that a role. Ain't no shame in that. If you can't play your role, then you can't be on the team. Yeah. Doesn't matter how small it is, how big it is. You need to play your fucking yeah, that, role. Yeah, and that, that's important, man. So that's why when Lomachenko lost that first fight, I was. Like okay, now I want to see it. When he went on that run, I was like, oh shit, that is dude's for real. Great run, yeah. He did that, have that's a great all you run. gotta ask for because you're never gonna be one of the greats without going through some kind of adversity. Yeah, and bouncing back. Yeah, and, and they I, do bounce back, bro. Ali lost a couple fights. A lot. All the great ones have to lose, bro. De La Hoya lost a few fights. Tyson, Evander. Who was De La Hoya's biggest win? Maybe Chavez. Maybe I fucking hate that guy. Margarito was for me. I like Margarito because this is what he, it meant. I like that shit a lot. De La Hoya didn't beat Margarito. Oh, that's Cotto, huh? Yeah. What the fuck am I thinking? Um, not court. Uh, not not Margarito. Who's the, the puto? He was talking about his wife and he fucked him up like in a couple rounds. It was real personal. My That was a good. Was it his biggest fight or biggest dub? I, I just I, asked that because I'm like, I'm not anti Oscar or whatever, but I'm like, who was his biggest win? He lost. He lost, he lost his biggest fights. Yeah, that and that's why I always want to. I'm like, why the fuck he got a statue at Staples Center? Mm-hmm. Lost it. What Mosley lost to Trinidad. Yeah, lost to no, Mosley twice. You, you're right. No, you're right. I, like, I love the Mayogo one though. I love when he fucked him up. Dog. Yeah, but Mayogo was like the the ultimate heel. Like yes. we need motherfuckers like that in boxing. Yes. Like we need a Broner in boxing. Was Whitaker, can Whitaker be his biggest dub then? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That might be his biggest dub. Yeah, but it's not prime Sweet Pea. No, it was not prime Sweet Pea. Or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Sweet Pea's one of the illest ever. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Like, my favorite fighter of all time was Diego Corrales. Rest in peace. Oh, uh, man, you dude. Like, no, we were talking about, you know, I know that was a not a, uh, a purist fight. Yeah. That fight with Corrales is fucked. I remember me and my dad, what, that's... You can't even describe it in words. It was them fucking late, amazing. Them late Friday night Showtime fights. That'd be on like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, like, what the bro. fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that fight was amazing, man. Not only that, because the reason why I celebrate that fight so much because I always refer back to when Floyd beat his ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Floyd embarrassed him, mm-hmm. and he still came back to become a world champion. Mm-hmm. That, to me, that's boxing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the L. I care about how you bounce back from that motherfucker. That's and just in life, too, yeah, bro. Yeah, that, that, to me, is that, that signifies life. I mean, Manuel Stewart said that. Boxing is the most... Is the most equivalent sport to life. Like, it's the same exact thing. You get what you put in. You get what you put in. Mm-hmm. You have to work for everything you get. Mm-hmm. Nothing is easy. Mm-hmm. Even even a boxing win, you're still getting hit in the face. Yes, it's not a walking apart mm-hmm. or whatever. And you have to face like your trials and tribulations. And that's how, I, dude. That's why I get kind of. I'm not. I love what Tyson and Roy Jones did, but that's why I didn't want to see fucking Nate Robinson in the ring because I know he didn't put that grind in yeah, that no, hard. Yeah. It was, and as a as a purist, I know the and having a couple friends who are pros yeah. and like my guy Eddie, right. you know that guy worked so fucking hard, it's bro. Not easy, that's man. my guy. This motherfucker works a full time gig. He has yeah. a family, and just training to be a boxer is no fucking. Yeah, no, it's man. it's a hard life, bro. Yeah, it's not so easy to see a motherfucker like Nate Robinson come in and yeah. part. What's his name? Logan or Luke? What yeah. the fuck is? It? That's a mockery to me, bro. Like right. it was a mockery to me. And see, I was glad he got laid the fuck out. Yeah, Learn. Like, I hope like everybody a, learns from this. I think this. it's like being a rapper. 
Exactly. Like exactly. Putting all those all those hours in, in in the studio is like putting all those hours in and sparring and hitting the punching bag. Like when nobody's watching, when you're writing. How many songs are recorded and only yeah. put out, bro? Yeah, whatever. Don't it's hard. That. It's hard to make a living off that. You know what I'm saying? People, so that's why I was telling these young guys too. Not every song you're gonna drop needs a video. Yeah, nah. No, every song doesn't need a video. Every nah. song is it gonna doesn't need to see the the, the light of day. Yeah, and that's okay. But and another thing too, real fast, my guy. I think rapping too, bro. This is the only genre where the old guys, you, the older you get, the worse you get, and uh, people think that. I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I don't understand why we're not celebrated like how they celebrate Aerosmith and all these other motherfuckers. But yeah, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, like, Garth Brooks. Yeah, like these dudes are damn near eighty years old, and they're out there performing in front of fucking festivals. Eighty thousand yeah, people. Yeah, but but God forbid you see. Um, fucking Run DMC on, on a hip hop honors event. You're like, what are these washed up motherfuckers doing on stage? Yeah, what the hell are they doing? They look old. They look fat. I'm like, man, that's corny. Like, mm-hmm. like, I wish we, and that's one thing I need. We need a change in hip hop. Let's give the motherfuckers their flowers while they're here. It's not gonna happen because social media won't allow it. Yeah, they they were making fun of Andre 3000 the other day. For being on the flute, right? Yeah. Damn, like, oh, he looked bad. He looked like he on like he's smoking dust. I'm like, fam, do you know who that man is? This is what he does to get away from yeah. this world, from y'all world. Yeah, that's why he don't have social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that is crazy to me, dude. Everything going on, I wish I was in the position that just because of my businesses and shit. If I didn't have these businesses, bro, I think I'll delete social media. Yeah, I would I, have. I take to. a break every year, like uh, you do. Yeah, you I do. take a break every mm-hmm. year just to kind of recharge the battery. Even though I don't really be engaging in shit back and forth, mm-hmm. I'll be on it just having fun. Like I'll, I'll be posting some funny shit. But the stuff that's on there is so toxic, yeah. bro. You can't have that toxic shit in your head sometimes. Yeah, nah, man, fuck all that. Some of the shit I see, I'm like, oh, I didn't need to see that shit. And it's like no holds bar too. Like people will say things to you that they would never say to you in person. And I see some shit too that's no holds bar. Like man, these fools yeah. are getting. See fools get fucking murdered. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who puts this on fucking the internet? The internet's a crazy I stay place. on fools going wild, bro. <laughs> bro, you sending me some, there's some funny shit on your stuff, Sal. Yeah, I stay, I stay with it, man. Bro, this shit's awesome. That's my, my I feel like, yo, if I'm going to jump on this, like, let me draw, let me go ahead and make people laugh or whatever, because I always wanted to feel like open. Like, I'm always, I always, I answer every text, every DM, because I know I'm not doing anything bad in this shit. No, definitely. Or whatever. So it's like all fun and games or whatever. And at times I've helped people. Like people that I barely know be like, yo, man. Like, yo, bro. Like I'm going through this or whatever. And I, I like, man, I feel like that's my open line of communication. Like mm-hmm. my bat signal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm always going to give you the big bro advice and be honest with it. Because I, I don't have no, re- no other reason to lie to you about shit. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Like, I know that. Yeah. I think, and there's been, I remember when I was sending you music. Yeah. That was, man, that yeah. was fucking crazy. Right. Time flies, bro. Yeah, man. I always, like I said, again, I always appreciate you um, showing me love, my guy, and I respect you. Thank you, I man. I really do, the, man. The feeling is mutual. What do you ever know, man? Like I said, it means a lot to me, like, when you would come down to L.A. just to come do the birthday parties and the baby showers. And, yeah, man. Because you know how much Sophie and B mean to me, and you were always there for us for whatever. Exactly. So. And I was so excited for you to be a father and to, yeah. see, <laughs> and to see you be a father, bro. It's oh, like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm so excited I'm for shit, you, man. I'm the shit dad, man. Yeah. And, and I, I say that proudly because I know how much work I put into it. And, Hell, yeah. And I'm thankful for being a dad. That's why I feel like uh, every wrong in my life was, like, corrected when I had her. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep it that way. Definitely. You know, like, my goals are not trying to be the the illest rapper or trying to be the funniest dude. or the fl- Like, my goal is to be the best dad and the best husband I could be. And that, that's that's it. Definitely. That's it. 
And if I could be cool with everybody else, that's even better. Yeah, but, oh, it's a bonus. Yeah, that's that, a bonus, yeah. man. That's just a cherry on top, man. But, like, uh, being a, a great father and, and, a, and a great husband, that, that's top tier for me. And I've, now that, you know, the guys that – when I was 14 years old walking in that room, to hear you guys tell me, yo, you know – like you guys, you Chris Sleeve, even Jay Heat, shout out yeah, to him. Yeah. He hits me sometimes too. Like yo, I'm proud of you. Yeah, Keep man. doing your thing. Absolutely, like, man. It's I didn't know I. Like, I'm not like I said. I'm not a fucking braggadocious guy. Right. But when I was, you know, I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah. Didn't know. Didn't think I did. Sometimes, didn't sometimes know. we all have a, a, a untapped source that we just never knew, man. But you, you definitely seen it and. You're off and running with it, man, and we're proud of you, man. Like, shout out to all them dudes you mentioned because they all had a a, a part of what you're doing now. And, and that's why I tell a lot of people too who don't really understand. Those guys helped me more yeah. than y'all will ever know. You, yeah. you guys don't know because y'all weren't there, right. and that's right. cool. You're not supposed yeah. to be. It just wasn't wasn't meant to be. There's so many guys in the field that helped me out that I learned good from. I learned yeah. bad from. Yeah, you can learn from other people's mistakes too. Bro. Just as, that's just as valuable. Like, soak up game, man. Like, uh. To anybody out there younger listening, man, you're in the room, it's okay to shut the fuck up and let grown men talk or yep. let grown people talk. You can learn something from just listening and watching. And it may not be something that pertains to you directly, but you could definitely learn from somebody else's mistakes. Like, I don't want to say, like, watching a car crash, but you could definitely know if somebody's been drinking and they're about to jump behind the wheel, mm-hmm. you know not to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's okay to be a fly on the wall, too. I learned a lot about just not being the middleman. Yeah. Like all that, you know, a lot of bullshit with the music thing. Like, yeah. almost got my ass blackballed for stupid shit. Yeah. Because I was just young and dumb, bro. Yeah. And, but I'm glad I learned from it. And like I said, to have what you guys, especially you, just tell me, yo, I'm proud of you. And we were all in that room where all this shit, the foundation got planted in my brain. Yeah. means a lot, bro. Yeah. And you coming on the podcast means a lot, and I hope you come back on anytime you want, yeah, bro. Let's do it, man. Whenever I get my shit going on, I'm gonna have you on mine. Yeah, man. I would love to be on it, yeah, man. The Dapper Don podcast is what we gonna call <laughs> that. So uh, yeah, man, we gonna we gonna we gonna get it popping, man. But yeah, you might have to break this motherfucker up into two two parts. We've been going at it for a minute, right? No, nah, bro, we're at two hours. We're gonna put it out, my guy. Two and a half hours right now. That's why I was gonna wrap it up. But thank, right. hey, man, thank you for coming out. My guy, Sal. You going to give any shouts out? Nah, man. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody out there. Um, man, stay healthy. Stay safe. Uh, mad love to my wife. Mad love to my daughter. Mad love to all my friends and family, man. Y'all know uh, life is crazy right now, but we're going to make it We gonna make it through. Definitely. Hey, right. man, this, this was actually pretty cool. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was great, right? Yeah, for It sure. was fucking effortless. This is what I love about man. these podcasts, my yeah. guy. So everybody, this is the STS Podcast. This is going to be episode 66. My guy Sal, a.k.a. Sunny Rose. My name is EC3, your guest host creator. And we're out.